Welcome to D Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This month, your D commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to talk to you about Descendants 2, the Disney Channel classic. I broke up how I normally say it because I wanted it to rhyme. Oh. Talk to you about Descendants 2. Great. That was worth it. I'm glad we did that. Thank you. Yes, it took me only five hours to come up with that. So. I know I'm jumping the gun here on like, would you recommend to watch it? I would recommend you watch these guys, even if you are like me, an adult. 30 years old. Like I am a 30 year old woman and I sober and in my right mind, watch this on Monday night and enjoy. Oh, wait, wait hang on. Do you watch, do you watch this totally I was, straight no, edge? I, was like, I, would, I didn't even want any substances to take away from a pure raw <laughs> experience. You, you, the only drug you needed was the Descendants franchise. The Art of Dance. Be- beamed and directly into your eyeballs. So much leather. So, well, it's always so much leather. That's what I'm saying. We already knew what we were getting into going in um but yes i i just to give a quick thing about the series it's the kids of disney uh princes and princesses and villains and they are all attracted to each other and they dance that's basically yeah. it they go yeah. to high school together of course yeah that's what happens i'm not gonna go through everything that happened in the first one listen to our episode on it but like i don't know how hard we hit this in the last episode it was a huge hit. People freaking loved it. Or kids freaking loved it. I should be specific. <laughs> like, this was, like, the first Disney Channel franchise since High School Musical, really, that, like, they were selling merch and... No, that's absolutely Wait, not What do you true. mean? There was Camp Rock after High well, School Musical, which was also huge. There was Teen to, Beach Movie, which was also okay, very the, big. No, no, I'm not saying there weren't big movies. And both those were... Those big, were franchises those and were, musicals. Those were... I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like... You would walk into Target and see Descendants dolls and t-shirts and notebooks and all that shit. Like, you, I don't remember seeing any of that for teen beach movie. Obviously, I wasn't in the demographic who would go looking for really? that at the time. But, like, this, that was getting a sequel, just, for, I'm sure, from merch sales alone. Like, kids went nuts for this. So, the whole crew's back at it again. And I, this was a weird watch for me, because, I don't know if you recall, this movie came out, like, when we had started doing the podcast, so like I was talking about it back when we used to do decom news, which I don't do anymore because it's impossible to keep up in, in our recording time frame. So like I watched it when it aired because I was like, oh, I've been talking about this movie for months on the podcast. I got to know what's going on. And I think I gave a brief overview of it when it came out. So I already knew everything this movie had to offer. And I, but I was watching it and I was like, yeah, this is... They, they did a good one on this one. It's a good sequel. I have never seen this, and I honestly think it rocks. Like, I think it is better than the first one. I think I think that's where about where I landed. It's either, it's just as good, if not a little bit better For than the first one. For me, this pulls a High School Musical 2. I wouldn't go that far. High School Musical no. 2 is it, well, I'm revolutionized I'm the world. I'm not saying it's as good as High School Musical 2. Don't get it twisted. But I'm saying it improved on the original in, like, in the way that we credited High School Musical 2 with, like, expanding on the world in a yes. cool way. Like, the Uma, like, the ocean element that they brought in. The new character editions were really good i really how how much are you saying that just because you were deathly attracted to harry i have about 14 (laughs) pages of notes 10 of those pages are about that man's performance um because yeah i i remembered him being in this. what movie is he in because it's not the same one as everybody else 
he like that's my favorite thing about this franchise honestly is i knew he was wait, i want to first of all good hang on I wait, wait, wait. Let, let me just say this i think that welcome I, to the harry <laughs> the thing i love about these movies is the wild swinging pendulum of effort put in by the actors is you get actors who you can tell are not into this are just they're collecting a paycheck they're, they're cutting and, a check. and you know what good for them i'm not i'm not saying anything bad about it but then you get people who are going so freaking hard for was, the descendants. Okay, but my point, Luke, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start my Harry segment yet, but I'm just saying I know this person, this actor post-descendants. As, as a close personal friend of yours. The, yes, you, obviously. <laughs> no, but he dated Doug Cameron IRL, by oh, the way. These okay. people, Lucas, we saw them on a date at the, in Burbank. They were literally on a date. I remember seeing her, I don't remember you mentioning he the, was there. He was there. Okay. They dated IRL. He's on the Hi Dove, by the way. The Thanks gossip. for listening. Thank you for listening, Dove. I, you looked beautiful at this dinner. We saw you with um, his name's Thomas Doherty. He's like on the Gossip Girl reboot. He's got a lot of other shit in the burner. So I like thought he was going to be one of the people where I was like, oh, they hired him because he's hot. But I was like, is he going to be like too cool for this? Spoiler alert, not at all. (laughs) Some Some would say the movie needs to get on his level. Some would say like you watch the first movie and you're like, wow, all the villain kids, well, not all the villain kids, the the good villain kids are really into this. Like they're really giving it their all. I can't wait to see how they develop. Oh no, wait, here's a man who has dug deeper and found more within himself than any human being can be expected to do so. That man is playing for a studio audience that I don't think is necessarily there, but it's in his mind. Like, he's playing for the back row. Oh, no, he, yeah, he, it, that is what it feels like. It's like a theater performance. Yeah, it's of a like, performance. Of like, I'm going for the guys in the cheap seats. Like, they're yes. getting as much out of this as I am, and we applaud the effort, sir. To be completely fair, though, I think a good amount of it is built on the accent. Like, Which is, like, apparently, I think his real accent. Oh, I assumed it was. Toned up. I didn't realize he was It's toned up, for sure. I thought he was yeah. British. He is Scottish from Edinburgh. So that is probably some sort of demented version of his Yeah, no, I assume he toned it up, but it sounded too uh, genuine to be, like, to be... Oh, that accent sort of, sounded genuine to well, you? Like, well, That's just, how a normal well, person talks? Well, it just sounded too much like like his normal... Like, he was doing it. It didn't sound like he was reaching to get it, is what I mean. Yeah. Like, it sounded like he, it was something he already had, and he just expanded on it. Freaking this guy... I, I would almost... I'm gonna say... Some people might say I'm going too far in saying this. He has, like, a Tim Curry level yes, of, I know, I, of I, I amazing add- pronunciation of common words. Also, <laughs> like, he takes 45 minutes to get through one line. Because he, does. he drags out every... He's and, luxuriating. And he's also every- just such a physical actor. He's, oh, he's all of his I, I, I also, this is not relevant to the discussion, but I do want to point that I think this was laser targeted at my sister Yo, because, yes. because, well, not only with his whole vibe, but the thing is, as we mentioned, the main villain of this, her name is Uma, but in his Scottish accent, it sounds like he says oh, Emma. Oh, uh, yes. It, <laughs> it, it sounds like he says Emma. And so I was like, I think Emma really got a lot of mileage and on And he's such one. a simp for her. God, it's it, Emma was... loves a British, Scottish, whatever accent. But okay, back to my original yeah, point. Sorry. We'll get into Harry. Uh, we we have so much to get through before. So much time the, that, okay, that is a thing I have against this movie. It's way too freaking long. It is. It is. It is, it is, it is, it is so it is long. feature length. It is almost two hours. It is when an hour. When I looked minutes. at it, I was like, I have. 45 fucking the, minutes that, left in this thing. Ex- it felt like it was, okay, it was, the, it was the, a pirate fight. It was fight. a pirate fight. It was the, I was like, this, this happened it to me. It is so sick. And I'm like, this is the kind of This, this happened to me watching it for the first time. It was, I was like, okay, great. We're wrapping this up. And I'm like, wait, they are still bored. There's the cotillion and all that shit we got to get through. Um, and I mean, it's fine the way it ends, but I was just like, the pacing of this movie could be better. It's not awful, but you re- there's a slump in the middle and then it like ramps up to the climax, but then the climax, it reaches so high that you'd like only slide back down. So that when the real climax 
climax happens, you're kind of like, oh, this is, all right, I guess we're doing this now. Dude, I will say, though, like, that fake climax of the pirate ship fight was one of the sickest things I've ever seen on Disney Channel. Like, uh, D- Disney Channel put put their whole being into this. this they, they went big. The budget had to be insane. The simple water budget alone, this movie is very I wet. mean, they, okay, this is going to be a hyper-specific reference, is if you've ever been to Disneyland in California, on the buses to bus you in, they advertise this, like, pirate swinging yes, show. Yes, that's um, what I've been There's, like, two ads that they run on, on those buses yes. and it's a pirate show in Anaheim and then some, like some weird public transit thing and they, they I literally think they just were like hey person that we you pay yeah. for these advertisements can we borrow your ship and some of your people who know how to swing on ropes kind of a thing to do this show I could have watched that for 600 years I, I so I, I do want to say there I do have some gripes like the pacing and a few things that happen in the story but overall they should have brushed some wigs out I'll tell them that much there's some I, wigs well, I'm a, a big plot point in this movie is what people's hair looks like and, and fashion and accessories so I assumed it. you were gonna have a lot to say about that but why don't we hop into it with yeah. with one of the biggest negative things I have to say about this the fact that this Okay, let's first Why did you do this? Okay, wait, wait, wait. No, I actually need to go back to oh. even further. Uh, which is when I clicked on the movie and the image that pops up behind the title before it starts playing. Oh, I didn't even notice. Which what is, is it? Uma, Harry, and Gil. Oh, sure. And I was like, and I, I knew China Animal Plane was playing Uma in this. I don't think I knew who Doherty was playing, but the second like I looked at, I took, I took one look at him and I go, Oh, I see what they're doing. They're Captain Jack Sparrowing him. I was like, oh, I was like, they're, they're Sparrowing him. Did you just tell by the way he walked? I'm like, and the way and the, the and eyeliner on Doherty, well, it's covered. It's in also eyeliner. just the dainty way he holds his hook, yes. and which is like, I'm there's, sorry, there's, that, I'm sorry, that's cinema. That, the way that he just like flaunts his hook around, like he's the king of the world. But my point here is that that is not Captain Hook. They have made Captain no. Hook. He's supposed to be the child of Captain Hook. Which yeah, was, well, uh, okay. But they have just made that Captain Jack Sparrow, but for teens. Which, as someone who had a massive crush on Captain Jack Sparrow growing up, I see what they're First doing here. First time I'm hearing that. Oh, okay. I absolutely loved him. But I'm saying, like, I see what they're doing here, and um, I get it. But I, the second I saw the eyeliner, I was like, oh, I got it. We're sparrowing. Yeah, but I, yeah, you can't hold the kids to being like the parents. None of the kids are really like their parents. That's the whole point. Remember how they made freaking Jay a thief for no reason, despite his dad yeah. being a sorcerer? Ugh. Uh, Jay, by the way, remains the worst of the kids. He's awful. I don't actually want to hear any Boo Boo Stewart slander on this podcast because I loved everything he was doing. I, But he's, he's not doing anything. And that's, that's enough. No, it's not. He's he, so talented. He is so talented. At playing a race that he is not? Okay. <laughs> he has many races. He's not, he, he's not Middle Eastern. He's racist. <laughs> that's not enough. <laughs> Um, okay. He's, I mean, his karate and his dancing is so flawless. I, I'm not, nothing against Boob Stewart personally, except for mm, the racial casting. But, like, uh, he's fine. It's not his fault. I, it's a little bit his fault. But it's just that, like, they don't do enough with Jay. Everybody else gets at least something. And I he, like they have a, the, I like his Mulan plotline. But why, I, were they not, it seemed like they were setting up a thing with him and Mulan. Yeah, they're they, dating him. No, they're not. Yeah, they <laughs> no, they are not dating. That's not happening. No, because he respects her too much. I don't know, man. Whatever. I did like that Lonnie got more play in this. Yeah, she was and I great. thought she was great. She was good in the last one too. I was, I was hyped for. I, I'm glad we lost Audrey. We dropped that bitch like a hot, <laughs> like hot a potato. bad habit, like a bad habit. 
<laughs> she comes back in three. Does she's she? Like I haven't a, seen three. Okay, I haven't look, seen. I googled, I googled the 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 three because I was trying to figure out some shit about this, and um, apparently she's the main antagonist of three. What? Uh, I thought Hades was the main antagonist. And of three. Audrey, I guess. Whatever. Okay. I, and for the record, I didn't hate Audrey. Or anything. I she, did. Well, she's meant to be a bully character. They so. doubled down on Chad, and he they, was great. Why did we need Chad in this? We'll talk about it. But anyway, so the thing, the gripe I was gonna get into, and again, I said this when the movie came out and in the decom news coverage is they open up with this great musical number yeah we go and it's like the kids making poison apples in a cauldron my notes are what is happening they're doing poison apples and Why? then they, they start rolling them and like people at the school are so horny for these apples they're just grabbing them off the floor and shoving them into their mouths you can already tell kenny o was in his bag with this movie because they throw the apples on the floor and people do like a push-up like ro oh. wave roller coaster thing and i was like oh kenny here for us again <laughs> getting us all that choreography so basically it opens with like the four villain kids that we saw go good at the end are now giving, giving poison apples all over yeah. Oregon High and they're like singing a song about the ways to be wicked. Yes, uh, which um, is a good song. Which is a great song. We got all the ways to be W-I-C-K-E-D. I will say something about this movie, and I'm not trying to be gross, but like I do have to say, is way hornier than the first. It's a movie. little. It's well. I mean, we were just talking about Harry. The way that Dory's yeah. walking around, but like the, even the dancing, like it's very feral. There, like there's it's like dancing feral. in the middle where they're like licking the air, and I'm like, this feels a little adult. Like it's very a little bit horny. Like Harry's very horny for Uma. Like it's like I don't know like, if I'd say he's horny for her. Oh, I think he I is. think he's just meant to be like like yeah, Jack horny for anywhere. Well, just like just like be like yeah. Yes, I'm very, you know, I don't want to say sexual, but like... He is! <laughs> like, a little I, bit. You can tell by the way I move. It's all very horny to me. And, a little, like, but, and the dancing is a little bit... But horny. I do want to say, I think, because this was our bi a big grip from the first movie, I think the songs over here are overall better than the first one. The first one had Rotten to the Core was the only real standout, pretty mm -hmm. much. This one, uh, there's a few... There's bangers. a few more. There's a few bangers, more standouts. Bangers. This, I think, is one of the best ones, which is a shame that it opens and is entirely in common. <laughs> Consequential, uh, because. But I did write like, this dancing fucking rock. Oh yeah, like, it's, a, it's a massive Cameron dance number. Voice is so good in this dance I, yeah, number. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to bring the podcast down. Obviously, and in case you didn't listen to the first one, Cameron Boyce, Disney Channel star, unfortunately passed away. He is incredible in these movies, and as we'll see throughout the course of this film, he basically, I would argue, is the heart of like the one crew. of my favorite points of these movies. He's, and I, he's and, like, incredible. So cute, like such, like such a good actor. And clearly, like in this dancing scene, like when he has to like slam himself against a yes, locker uh, and like be like ah wicked like he's so into it the way that he moves though his, his break dancing so like he does at some point and I know I have a note that it's in all caps that it's just screaming jump split where he's like <laughs> he is so fucking talented go really, off king it really does make me very and sad again, because he's so talented and again I, we said it in the first one his fashion is on fire in this they're like, all covered in leather they are but his. Cool. But we said this first he looks the best because they have the Corel DeVille styling on a boy which is so so interesting. Uh, we'll talk about dude. I'm not happy with dude, honestly. You mean Bobby Moynihan? Yep. <laughs> when I saw that after I watched the movie, my head exploded. I think that, I think he had to have already been in the booth for DuckTales. And they're like, hey, Bobby, can you throw a couple lines in for this, oh, dog? this dog? And he was like, sure. And this is when I had the note, and I should have realized here that this was all a dream sequence because I was like, can someone brush fucking Dove Cameron's wig? <laughs> it looks like hell. It looked like it just got pulled out of a fucking bag at Yes, her, her purple wig. And I was like, and then I was, and now thinking back, I'm like, oh yeah, they dyed her hair blonde and this is a wig and it's a bad wig and it's not brushed out. Because yeah, and so th this is what we were saying is again, we've said this 
when this movie was coming out is they released this like pre the movie coming out and we were like, oh, this is a great number. It looks so cool. And then they open on this and we're, and we, our minds were racing like, oh, they're turning everyone evil. What's going to happen? Or is someone making them do I was this? Like, why, like are they- why are they doing this? It's nothing. It's just the opening number. And then like it zooms out from the front of Ordon Prep into Mal's eyes. It was like a daydream day she's having. I don't know. But forget all that shit. Also, it's never going to matter. Also, dancing again. in that number where it's like we got all the ways to be wicked. It's all about being evil. Yeah. And then like you just cut to Karen Boyce like pushing a girl in a wheelchair, like helping her dance. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how evil that yeah, is. Yeah. It seems like you're well, still a good guy. We've talked about Disney's use of the wheelchair kid before and how it feels like them just patting themselves on the back more than anything else. But I'm just saying if you were wicked, you'd push that wheelchair kid down the stairs. Well, I mean, you would push anyone down the stairs. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to differentiate. But they, they do that here again. I almost didn't want to mention it because I don't want to harp on it. But what is rough is they... Show us the wheel girl, the girl in a wheelchair, and I. This is that is, supposed to be somebody? It it is never revealed who that's right. supposed to be. According to my googling, the fandom's best guess is that she's related to Ariel, so she's a mermaid and needs to use it to get around on land. I think you said this on the, maybe the last I don't podcast, know. I, I said I, I it feels it. offensive. It doesn't feel great no matter what. But my point was in the big dance number outside, freaking everyone's in like a circle, and then there's a bunch of people on the right, but then there's just one person on the left. <laughs> Oh, and this. it's the girl in the wheelchair. Oh, and I was like, why couldn't she be with everybody? It, it feels very singling her out, which I don't think is great. So Mal's been having this daydream because she's getting mobbed by the Oridon press. This is one of the weirdest things about this movie. In my what? Opinion. Okay. What is going on? Okay. I, okay, okay. First of all, I said she looks amazing with blonde hair. Holy shit. She should have blonde been... hair and has a little pit purple, purple puff on, the, on, the, on, the, on the ends. I know. What the fuck are you saying? It's like what? dip dyed on the bottom. Yeah, it's like, it's on the bottom. Puff puff. I, I didn't mean like the hair was puffy. I just meant like on the bottom. It's a boop purple. Guys, it's an ombre blonde. Nice. She's blonde. And then on the bottom, it's a light lavender. Sure. And she just looks, Dove Cameron looks so good, this blonde. Like I can't even describe to you. I was so entranced by her beauty when I saw it. And I said, oh my God, she should have been Galinda. I'm sorry. She was robbed. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It should have been her. Oh God. I I leave room to be proven wrong by Ariana Grande, but she looks like Galinda in this scene. But this is where I was like, did I miss fucking something in the last movie? Why is he the acting king of this country while still in school? No, he is the king. That did happen. At the end, it was his, the last movie was his coronation. Why? Because he turned 18, maybe? His dad's still alive. I we I believe we also were confused about the exact implications of that. And why does he have like he's got like council meetings? Like when's he going to class? He looks like he's got a full time job. It's very confusing. That's what, as much as you were talking about like building out in this movie. I this was one of the things I didn't click for me is like them establishing how Oridon works a little bit more. Because like it was my understanding from the first one that it's just like a bunch of princes and princesses and their kids, whatever. But now there's like tabloids and press and, that, that are and, and like. A TV channel? Yeah. What? Why? Um, And yeah, Ben is acting king now and he's always doing a bunch of shit while also And they're always being hounded by the paparazzi. Yeah, because she's openly his girlfriend and she's getting made into a lady of the court. Which, what the fuck does that mean? I, it, I think it's just like... I said, what are these rules? Cotillion, Lady of the Court? I would assume, because, okay. Was she not after the fucking coronation? No, no, that was his coronation. She just got to be there because she he, uh, she was his girlfriend. They make a statement later, which is the, one of the most bonkers things in this movie, <laughs> is that 
going to the cotillion with Ben is like getting engaged to, to be, be engaged, engaged to, to be, be engaged. engaged. You think um, I didn't miss that? At, at like age 16 or whatever she is. Jesus Which God, I hope she's not 18 now that I think about it. But I think the idea is that it's like with British royalty, like when Princess Margaret married that photographer and they had to like give him an earldom or a lordship or whatever to be like proper is like you're giving this movie away. I am but I'm just like otherwise I don't know what it's why why they would bother with this thing but like they're they're she needs to be made acceptable and like fit in with his circle and his family I guess but you're you're in this scene getting a lot of like sense of the pressure she's under with all the cameras in her face and bidding for her gown yes Evie comes and grabs her says and I said Evie slay the house boots down look at that tiny little red crown Evie is so good in this her fits in this are so much better than the first movie I do think she's better than in in this movie than she was in the last one I just love the way she's styled in this movie Evie Evie kills it as per I mean not that she didn't kill them last one but I just really liked her a lot more in this one I liked everyone not just because they're way a million times more gay with each other in this one. They have a romantic They have a love song. We'll get there. I need to save my, my energy. Also, did you notice at the end credits they sing Kiss the Girl together? That doesn't Singing surprise Kiss me. the Girl. That doesn't surprise me because they are dating. But yeah, like she's getting hounded by these reporters who want to know like, What's she going to wear? Blah, 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 blah. You're becoming lady of the court. All that jazz. And then Ben comes, or Ben and the fairy godmother who is the principal, I guess. Uh, I just remember her being a teacher. I don't know. Um, she comes over and she's like, okay, get off school grounds. Bye-bye. Ben tries to like calm Mal down and be like, oh, you know, they're just blood-sucking reporters or whatever. And he's like, oh, I got to go to a council meeting. And then Evie's like, oh, dress. And so they get pulled away. Then we go to the fitting for her dress and they're watching a news report about Ben and Mal having dinner with Aladdin and and Jasmine. Jasmine. Which was interesting to me. They also show her like pretty women spitting up their Middle Eastern food. And I was like, yeah. Well, it said later she she spilled curry all over herself. And And so I I was wondering if that like, that like, that's how... And that just felt offensive to me. I'm like, it did. oh yeah, like well, Aladdin and Jasmine's food's gross. It's not good enough for you. Hummus is delicious. Fuck well, you. The thing that was weird to me about this is like, why is this news? Because like all of the princes and princesses. It's a slow news. Well, no, no, no. Do Aladdin and Jasmine because they were already rulers of Agrabah? Like, is Agrabah a separate kingdom from Oridon? Because everybody else just seems to live under Oridon's rule or whatever. Oridon is like a, a United States. Like, I feel like you, there's like smaller principalities underneath Oridon, and I. Oh. I think, like, okay. Agrabah is probably underneath the Ordon crown. Sure. But it's, like, a principality. Fair, fair enough. Again, I'm doing all the Oh, yeah, yeah. Me. But so while she's getting fit for the, this, this dress. this ugly fucking dress. so gross. So fucking she, ugly. Later on, Matt, Evie says that she's going to make some adjustments to her dress, and she comes out wearing this dress. I, I was like, God like, oh, damn it. And Luke, I did the exact same thing. It's Ugh. blue and yellow. Which it's are, like, like, the beast's colors. Beast but it's, like, colors, the ugliest the version colors. of blue and yellow it's together. Gross. It's so gross. It's like a band uniform. It's so ugly. It's rough. Mal starts freaking out at this report as she goes goes over and grabs her spell book and does a spell to make her speed read and starts reading a book about be, how to be a lady. And Evie has to come over and scold her girlfriend and be like, no, honey, um, we can't do spells. I thought you gave that book to the-, the museum. To the, it's like to her the mom's vi- spell book. The, the, yeah, the villain museum. And you're lying to Ben about still doing magic and stuff like that, which isn't good. And she's like, well, it's the only way that I can like keep up with all the expectations. Like that's what I something I really liked about this movie is that we say that Uma, who we'll meet in a bit, is the villain. And by a bit, I mean like 45 minutes in because they have to drop a lot it of exposition so on us. Uma is the villain, but really it's kind of like a Mal's and Ben's story about like expectations of themselves and of each other and of the uh, kingdom of Ordon, really, which I think is kind of a deep layered thing to try to attempt. I usually don't like sequels when they like have a good couple and then they break them up and then right, like yeah. just for them to get back together again. Well, that's because they know, that's because Hollywood doesn't know how to write couples who are already in yeah, a, have a good relationship. Yeah, but I think this was a good reason. Like this, this made sense. This made like narrative sense that she would no, I find think they, it very hard 
to be struggling with like these expectations and all these rules coming from being raised in a place that's like literally lawless and abusive. And, like, and, but like you know what I mean. But also just feel like she is having to fake her way through. Oh yeah, they do a good job of really laying it out and building. Oh, I get emotional building. later. I oh, fully no, get emotional. I, you usually do, but I'm just saying like I can. I was watching, recognizing like, oh, this was well set up. I I understand where the characters are coming from. I understand where the story is coming from. It's all very good. And the Gatillion were more told as like a big dance. Yeah, it's just a big fancy pants dance. It's another big thing. And we that happened cut to like them walking, and we realize that Cameron Boyce wants to ask the fairy godmother's daughter Yeah, Jane. Jane. They never were established. They never that. Had that was, okay, that no. wasn't established in the first No, okay. no. Very random. And I was like, was that set up before? No. But also you can see, I love how Jay is like hot shit. Like all the girls are like, hey Jay, like you're taking to Cotillion because like he would be. Like he's... I would he? <laughs> I don't like Jay. I'm sorry. And again, it really isn't about a Boo Boo Stewart thing. I just don't think they do anything with him that's compelling. They make him show his muscles a lot. <laughs> And sword fight, which is all we need. Everyone sword fights I in this just, movie. I loved all the, I could, How do they all know how to sword fight, the though? The movie could have been another hour long if it was just a back hour of more sword yeah, fight. Yeah, but how do they all know how to sword fight was my problem. Evie's such a good Evie sword. and Mal both know how to sword fight when all they're supposed to just do magic. Like, that was confusing to me. I loved it. I was like, no. Yeah, but I was like, okay, I guess we all know how to do this then. So, yeah, Jay's the hot guy in school, but Carlos is like... And Jay's like, I'm going to go alone, explore my own. So, so, so he can dance all with all alone. the girls. Uh, and but Carlos is like trying to ask Jane, but he can't get the words out because he's a sensitive little boy. And we also see that Jane Jane is like on the decorating committee and is like going. She's at, like running this fucking school. She, yeah, well, she is. I think it's because like her mom relies on her a lot. Because she keep in mind in the last movie she was like a loser and had no friends. And, and then so, Mal gave her a makeover. Yeah, and then she would she and but they also just all befriended her. Um, so I think her mom was like, well, always like you're not doing anything because you're a pariah. So you'll help me run all these things. But so she's going up to like Mal, being like, oh, you need to pick this stuff and all that jazz, like. Because I guess it's because it's her lady ceremony on top of being the cotillion. Yeah, I, I guess Mel's... And, and she's like, do you want pen toppers? What about the gift bags? All the stuff here is blah, blah, blah. And then her eyes glow we do this over again. the concept this, of this, pen this, this was one of your biggest things in the last movie. I don't know if you remember. I have no idea what I was Was that when her and Maleficent would interact and get into like... And have, they would have like a staring contest and both their eyes would go green. And like you were so like, what is this meant to signify? What is it meant to signify? <laughs> I think it's supposed to just be like your evil power or something like that. Well, at like the that. end, she turns into a dragon. Spoilers, Emma. We're, Sorry. Like, we're so early well, in. Well, I'm just saying that, that her eyes glow to green. To be fair... It's rad as hell. So is that saying that over she the Jake concept Long style of pen toppers, she's like hulking out and could at that moment turn into a fucking dragon? No, I think it's just to show that like she still has it in her kind of thing. And like all of these things that she has to be on top of as being a lady of the court, it's she's under pressure on Kanto style. She might just burst and let her eyes flash and like that is it bursting out just a little bit. But then we cut to Evie, uh, who is like freaking running a racket at this <laughs> school. She is like designing everyone's dress for the cotillion. Chad and is back and he's drinking Ch for her. Chad is back. But it was also- He's very annoying, but then there are certain scenes like when he comes in the room and they're like, like I like that they treat him like an annoying piece of shit. Oh yeah. Like, they, know, we, he's they, yeah, he's yeah. not like a genuine threat. Like I think if he was a genuine threat, I'd be annoyed with this character If he more. was the villain of but number three, But the fact that he's problem. like an absolute just douche novel. And yeah, he's like, the worst. What the fuck are you doing he gets, here? He gets his comeuppance. I like that um, about him. But it was also just weird that she was helping him because he like broke her heart last time. And but I was like, why are you doing his outfit? Whatever. Because she's back with hot dopey. Don't, don't, first of all, do not give. Are they do, dating? Yes, very obviously. And by very obviously, I mean she's dating Mal, and this is a pity situation. <laughs> pity of something. Some kind of pity. Because, like, okay, first of all, as I said in the first episode, I hate the idea of Doug simply for the fact that I don't need to know the seven dwarves had sex. Absolutely. Just, <laughs> Every time, Lucas, I 
was trying to put a pin in that, and I didn't remember that from the first episode. But when he said something like my uncle Doc, and then I had to no, think it's happy. He mentions the happy as a kid at the school too, and I'm like, why are I, the dwarves I, getting I, so laid? They're getting so much fucking pussy. <laughs> it's insane. And he was like, and my uncle, and I was like, oh god, happy was fucking too. Like, yeah. like they're all fucking like I. I don't want to think of those. Those don't don't say, don't finish the sentence. I don't like where it's going. I don't want to think of them as, as sexual beings. No, and maybe that's a part of that's a fault of the movie. It's fault of the time. They're treated. They're too childlike. In well, some no, way. it's it's as I said. It, well, I mean, there's that, but it's also. I mean, they, they, most of the, that's dopey specific. They all have like big beards, otherwise. But I mean, like it's a Goofy and Max situation. I don't need to know that Goofy had sex. I don't need to know the well, Sodor had sex. Sucks. You know That's what I'm saying. I didn't need to know that. In an extreme fashion. I, <laughs> but she's designed this whole suit for Chad and like got a big fur cape. And she's saying like, when I see you, I see King. And so I've got to give you all this fur. And he's like, yes, of course, it would really impress Audrey because they broke up since the last movie. And, and she, Audrey's, we she's, on, like she's, on, she's on vacation in with the three fairies from Sleeping Beauty, which I thought was a cute callback. It sounds like she wasn't down to do this movie when I was wikipedia Oh, probably. Like, I don't know if her part wasn't big enough or whatever. And then they, I don't know if it's a different actress in three or whatever. Ever, but it sounds like she bounced. Or it might have just been scheduling stuff. Who knows? Uh, but then Chad leaves agreeing to the outfit and freaking Doug. And I was tired. This is what I was saying about Doug. Doug is barely in this movie. And, barely. And I mean both in terms of the story and the actor playing Doug seems very uninvested in most of what's going on here. Which is weird because he was giving a very invested performance last time. But for some I reason this one rolled around and he was just like, oh, you know. Well, it's also just something like he's so in love with Evie or whatever and stuff like that. And it's like, so Mulan comes on the adventure island of the lost but we don't got Doug with us? That's, like he no, that's an improvement. Improvement from Lucas, for Lucas, honestly. Lonnie ruled in the last movie and I said I wanted more of her. I just thought he was off. so central in the first movie. Was really that's what I'm saying. He it, was so sidelined in this. That's what I'm saying. It's weird on two levels. It's weird on the, you'd expect him to be in more of it and it's weird how uninvested he is. I wonder if the, he may have also had like scheduling conflicts because he's only ever shot with Evie and, yeah, he's and, not, and he runs into, Carl, he runs into Carlos and Jay one time. Yeah. So I was wondering, and they lie to him as for yeah. why he wouldn't come. Pretty much. I And I I mean, I guess he's there at the end, technically. Yeah. He, he's there for the big numbers, I guess. So maybe it wasn't a scheduling thing. I don't know. But it's a very weird go around from Doug on this one. But he's basically running the money side of things and she's Which, designing... why is there money in Oregon? You're all rich. Like, what does it matter at this point? Um, But like, yeah, she's gonna make so much money from these dresses and suits or whatever. Buy a castle. And I just wrote, girl boss, gaslight, gatekeep, girl. Do Woo. it. Um, Build your empire. <laughs> I wrote absolutely die in a fire, Doug. Because freaking, he like, ugh. I don't even remember the line, but he's like, you can buy that castle you always wanted. Because you don't you don't need a prince. You could, you could do it yourself. And he's like, yeah, you don't need a prince. Because he like feels bad that he's like not a prince or whatever. And then, and then, he, and then, but it just feels like bait for her to come over and be like, hey, you're my guy, you know. Ugh. And I hated it. Die in a fire. I'm sorry. That is extreme. But God, I just, ugh. So then we cut to Mal's locker. Ben surprises her and is like, hey, guess what? With a fucking Vespa. Why does why would she need that though? I don't know, but why are men giving me Vespa? <laughs> Also, it sounds like there's something in his throat in this scene. I was like, what's wrong with his Yeah, voice? all right. I didn't want to talk about Ben too much. I want to talk about Ben. I, well, it's just because I feel... We don't talk about Bruno, but we do talk about Ben. I felt like I was very hard on Ben in the first movie. and to I don't mind him so much in he's this. He's a little bit better, but you gotta well, give, but you gotta give me something, man. Like, it's he's, <laughs> he's just... it's. My problems uh, with Ben 
are... He's better by the end. He's a fucking square. When the fucking people are battling and he's like, let's all understand each other. I'm like, that's not what I want from you, Ben. In the first movie, he was, you know, a, a heartthrob or whatever. But then you've got him next to Harry. And a, a man who's swinging <laughs> his sword around in between his teeth and shit. Like, muscles popping. And then we got this fucking square. I, I get what you're saying, but I think that's meant to be the whole point of his character. Is that It's a bad character. Is that he is supposed to be sympath sympathetic and empathetic and wanted everyone to just get along and he really cares about everybody under his rule Boo. kind of thing. That's why he brought the descendants back to Oradon. <laughs> so I appreciate them staying true to his character. However, he sounds like he would suck at parties. Which is yeah. basically a plot point when they go take him to Isle of the Lost, which is my favorite number, by the way. And I oh, will th say, that is that is a great number. That number fucking rocks. That's, that I think is the stealth good number in this because it gets stuck in your head. So it's stuck in my head. It's right now. It's, okay. yeah. Anyway, I will say like that man, and I felt this way in the first movie. Remember, like I was like I was like I'm not in, I'm not in. Second, he starts dancing. I'm all the you way did say something in. Like when he starts moving, when he starts chilling like a villain, I was like, okay, I like yeah, him. Yeah, no, I think that's what I'm just saying. I'm still not in love with Ben because obviously I'm in love with Mal and Evie. I'm allying their relationship. But, I. Uh, but uh, <laughs> freaking, I like him better here because they give him more to do, but I needed his actor to give me a little bit more. By the end, he does better. I don't think they give him anything it's, it's, to do. That's part of it too. I'm not no, really no, faulting they, the actor. I'm faulting the actual way the character is written. I think no, that, that, no, it's a little too fucking vanilla at a certain point. No, that's definitely part of it. I, th I think it's a, like, it's a good chunk on both sides. But then he's like, yeah, I got a surprise for you today in the lead up to Cotillion. It's a purple sparkly Vespa. Of course it's purple. The best kind of Vespa. Of course it's purple, Emma. And also, wait, really quickly, we missed something earlier on that is gonna fucking come back, so just heads up. When Jane is trying to plan the Cotillion, oh, she the, pulls yeah. Ben aside and is like, here's the stained glass windows of all the princes and princesses, and here's the one you designed for Mal. It's weird we don't get to see any of those other ones, do we? I don't know. Yeah. There's literally no other windows. It's yeah, on it's a, a boat. It's it's a, a, I, feel like they, I feel like they wrote that in the beginning and then by the end they realized the climax was gonna be on a boat. We gotta put on a boat. It's gonna be on a boat. It's like, all right, just bring the one stained glass. Maybe it was like in the cathedral where they had the coronation and they made that to match it and it was gonna go I up. Know. I don't know, that's weird. There's no stained glass windows on boats. Anyway, he was designing a stained glass window for of him and uh, Mal and he like specifically makes sure that her eyes are green and picks out like a green And her eye. hair is purple. And her hair is purple. That like it used to be. Yes, thank you. That does, I, that is important. But then she's like, oh, but I didn't get anything for you. And he's like, well, you said you're going to take me on that picnic and give With me all, my favorite, all my favorite foods. And she goes, that was Thursday. And he's like, it is Thursday now. And she's like, no, it's Wednesday. And he pulls out his phone and is like, no, it's, it's Thursday. She's like, ah, joking. I, I knew that. Anyway, I'm going to go finish cooking and then we'll all go and do that picnic. And also uh, he sees that she still has the spell book in her locker. And it's like, I thought you donated that and she's like i thought i did too weird anyway like she tries to like Slip blow it off my mind. yeah and then we have to go to the the new fake sport fencing it's no it's fencing parkour it's fencing and, and i parkour. saw this and i said fencing dance number now it's called tourney for the record i think it was called tourney before oh was it yeah, yeah that, but that was like joust football or something. Yeah, it's like there's multiple. I think tourney comprises multiple different things, like a tournament, like um, how you would do um, like throwing. Like shitty world building. Okay. <laughs> Just because you don't understand sports words, I think this is probably one element of tourney is this is the fencing element. Um, but Jay is the captain of the team because he's yeah. the athletic boy, and Chad is also on the team, but he's all, he's mad that he's not the captain. Crazy fucking fencing parkour, and the second I saw it, I was like, oh, they're this is good for Disney because. Yep, that's what I was about to say. Is they really. They can put the masks they can put the on fencing and they can, they can have stun doubles for Chad and etc. But the thing that I fucking love about Boo Boo's story is he takes the fucking mask <laughs> off after five seconds and he's like, it's really me, bitch. Because that's how good he is. He's so fucking 
good. No, this is a good scene. This I is do... where the argument for casting someone against their actual <laughs> so I'm a tread lightly. I'm just saying, I don't know a lot of actors that can do what he's doing there. Uh, but, but we're about to he's be... He's literally like doing a handstand on the sword and like no, he's, flipping he's over. He's very talented athletically, I'm clearly. I'm just saying. I don't think they needed to write that into the script, but I'm saying I think but they probably had a small casting pool they're, of karate they're, people. They're doing this practice. Jay is, you know, doing great. Carlos is doing pretty well, even though he was very unathletic in the first movie. But then all of a sudden, someone who just bursts onto the scene, and they don't emphasize it, but just like they were clearly not there when it started. Um, and just starts like dueling Jay 1v1, going really hard at him. Jay manages to defeat them and they take off their fencing helmet it's and it's Lonnie. Lonnie. And everyone's like, oh, a girl. And I'm like, what? Jed pulls the rule book out of his pants and yeah. is like, rule subsection, whatever, A, B. A, a team, team is comprised of a captain and eight men. And eight men, which means men. No girls allowed. And I was like, bitch, are you trying to step to Mulan's daughter? She will ice your ass. Are you kidding me? She won a war. <laughs> like, which she then brings up. Yeah. Almost instantly. And she's like, my mom and the one. I go, did that war, does that war exist in this In the state of, just like, China. Just China exists. Exists. I mean, like, well, that's the thing is, this is Beauty and the Beast Kingdom. Are we in France? Like, hmm? after all, miss, this is France. That this, this is France, last I checked. I don't know. I And it doesn't really matter, but it is that is an interesting question. It's interesting to see in this in this hyper-fantasy high school world, world building, for her to bring up an actual, like, Chinese war. But she's like, I should be on the team. And chat and chat's like, no, 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 uh, girls. And uh, Jay's like, yeah, the coach. First of all, I don't know why you would need to, you would ask the captain. It seems like the coach would be the there one. There is to, no coach. That there's no coach. dead. No coach. He's like, yeah, the coach trusts me. I can't just go ahead and break the rules. Sorry, Lonnie. And then they all just leave practice over. World's shortest practice. Except it's not because there's it's one that. Five there's, minutes. No, there's one that's there's five one minutes. That's shorter, there's one that's shorter. There's one that's shorter. <laughs> um, they do 10 push ups and leave. I loved that. That was when they like clocked the runtime and this thing, they're like, fuck, it's long. Um, but then as they're leaving, Carlos spies Jane. Uh, uh, up in the balcony watching the practice and he tries to stop her and be like, hey, what's up? And she's like, oh, I'm just so busy playing the continue with my mom, all that jazz. And it sounds like she doesn't even want to go because she's so stressed yeah, It sounds like it. she just doesn't like the dance. Like I, I think she's like, it's not fun for her. She's putting in all the work to plan it and doesn't think that she's going to be able to like have a good time. She's going to have to like help her mom or whatever. Yes, exactly. Um, And so he gets kind of discouraged and doesn't say anything to her. Not only does he want to go to the dance, he like, like, likes, likes her. her. Um, so he wants to ask her out. Can I just out. say something really quickly about Cameron Boyce? That wig they have him in would look so fucking horrible on 99.9% .9 of the population. Oh, yeah. And he pulls it off so effortlessly. No, they, 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 put it on, they put it on his head and it just went, oh. Like, there's a tight shot of him and it's a platinum like very side parted wig it would look so crazy on like most men and pulls it off so well okay but now to say a bad thing about him is he's googling how to get out of the friend zone and, and I was like no don't do the friend zone thing I also love that the dog has a little bed that's on Carlos's bed yeah oh also okay I didn't look I meant to google this before we started is that the same dog from last time I don't remember it looks different to me I don't know it doesn't really matter that first dog wasn't union <laughs> Oh, okay. That got me. Um, but he, he's Googling how to talk to girls, basically. And he uses the term friend zone, which I hate. Then Mal comes in and is like, Ugh. she's all frustrated about, you know, everything going on. She's got to now do all this feast stuff for Ben and everything. And she, she said this like to Evie before being like, don't you ever just miss living on the Isle of the Lost and like screaming at people and getting our way? 
And then and uh, Evie's and like, no. Evie was like, no. And then Carlos goes, well, most of the screaming was done by my mom at me. Who was literally emotionally abused. Yeah, and literally that's when I was like, oh, weird callbacks to them being like abused, but okay. And so he's and like, so no. Carlos is like, no. So he goes, I don't miss the Isle of the Lost at all. And he goes, so forget all that. Did you bring it? And he, she's like, oh yeah. And she pulls out like a little gummy thing. And it, and has, it looks like a weed gummy. Okay. And I was like, are they about to do weed? <laughs> I would. I wouldn't know what weed gummies look like. But uh, she goes, take it. and It's it, a truth gummy. It's a truth spell. So, so it's a weed <laughs> So when you take it, you will speak the truth um, to, to help him say what he wants to say to Jane, basically. But before, she, she's like, are you really sure? She like lowers down her hand and dude, the dog, hops out of the bed and goes and eats it. And... Uh, I want to first of all say that I do not like how this dog's mouth moves in the CG. It was never going to look good. It never does. It looks really uncanny valley and I do not like it. They did not have the budget to do it well. And it's hard we to do We had enough budget to douse everyone in 16 buckets of water Titanic style. We could have fixed yes. the mouth. Do you think, no, I'm, that took the budget is what I'm saying. They didn't have dog mouth money. Also, by the way, Chad walks in trying but to yes. use Carlos's 3D printer. And I go, why are people 3D printing? Why? And, and what, why do they just have in that? In what universe do they need a 3D printer? Magic exists. That's what it comes back later and, on. Well, I mean, that's um, why. That's why they were set. They were, they needed to set this up. But also, yeah, magic. Chekhov's three D printer. Yeah, okay, but no, I'm just saying magic exists. You can make anything, anything. Why do you need a three D printer? <laughs> You magic exists, and he's like, your 3D printer is so much better than mine. I'm like, you have one? Uh, yeah, he just has a slightly shittier one, which is weird because he's richer than them, presumably. And he like says he like 3D printed a key into their room, which is wild to me. Uh, so yeah, the dog can talk now. Chad wants to use their 3D printer, which will come back. And the dog can only tell the truth. The dog can only tell the truth, and the dog is voiced by Bobby Moynihan, um, which... Fucking wild. Wild. But then we finally, finally <laughs> cut... To the Island of the Lost, or the Isle of the Lost, whatever it's called. I do think maybe I like this one more because I like being on the Isle of the Lost more than being in Oridon. I think it's just because they committed more to the nautical vibe from the first one. Because we were talking in the first one that, like, it has a weird, like, Jaws seaside town kind of thing and just, like, gross and dingy. But here they're just, like, it's like a pirate nation. I fucking love it. And it's I good. I fucking it's good. love it. It's good. This is where my notes start to really come off the fucking Because who's the, who's the first character? I we said, Hook is so hot. I learned later his name is Harry. Yes, because they all have the, the the name with the first letter. Which is I funny because Hook's first name is James, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. James Hook. And I said, they're Captain Jack Sparrowing him. I see it already. And then I, the second he opened his mouth, I'm like, yes, thank God they let him keep his accent. Like, oh, I was I, like, look, don't well, make this man do an American accent. Peter well, Pan is a British story. Yeah, Let's British. Let him, I mean, I mean, Scottish, but you know, like from one of the aisles. Where are we? The fish and chip shop? Yes, yeah, so we go to Ursula's fish and chips shop, which is a thing she owns, apparently. It didn't really seem, this is what I do like from this movie, is it didn't really seem like a place that had like businesses and I don't know, currency. It just seemed like everyone was stealing stuff. I guess Jay's dad owns like a store or something, but we never yeah. see it. And Uma is there when introduced to Ursula's daughter Uma, played by China Anne McLean. Yes. Harry is like a, was like waiting tables and stuff. And then Gil, who's Gaston's son. Yes, who is Riley from Letterkenny, who which is a show I love. I did not, and I had seen this movie and then watched Letterkenny, and I did not recognize that he was in this. Also, he's I, phoning it in. Well, no, no, no. That's no Emma. Trust me, he, that's just how he does it. Like that's in Letterkenny, very much the same performance. Um, uh, but no, I was gonna say is Gil is up in my book for. Um, uh, already this year's most superfluous character. What does he what do is in purpose? this? What does he do in this movie? 
I do think it's tough to be up against Doherty, who is literally blowing everyone out of the water every time he opens his mouth. So it's, and like, they're they're supposed to be played as, like, equals, like her, her like, henchmen. And it's like, we don't even need this no, you don't, second guy. No, you don't need... If I, you got this guy, me, why do we need this second guy? To me, guy? it genuinely felt like a, uh, like, a rule of threes thing. Like, can't introduce two new villain kids, we have to introduce three new villain kids. Like, to, yeah. like if they felt like a weird number or something. No disrespect to his actor, whose name I forget. But, uh, but yeah, you just, you didn't need him. Didn't he doesn't, he doesn't do anything. Basically, we learn the little bit of backstory here is that she hates Mal because she used to exclude her from her, Mal excluded her from, like, her top tier evil gang. Mm-hmm. Like, the gang that was Evie, Carlos, and Jay. For not being evil enough, whatever. So we didn't let Ursula's daughter in, but Cruella DeVille's son <laughs> got in? Who's working the door? Who's working the door? Yeah, it's a it's a weird call. Apparently, they called her Shrimpy. Yeah, like, I like I, that. Maybe they maybe they just didn't like the nautical vibe. Maybe they were maybe they, they were, dry maybe, maybe they're ocean racist or something. <laughs> Yeah, ocean racism is a real problem. And then I, I, I all of these notes are about Tom's story. <laughs> okay, you're not going to say all of them. You can pick no, one. I was like, Gil is Gaston's son. Why is he in the Fisherman's Wharf region of this? That is also another problem. It doesn't problem. have to do with the sea. Hulk it's, and Uma make perfect sense. Is yep. another reason you don't need the Gaston son. Like, they should have They should have done uh, Smee. That's so. who I thought he was until they said Gaston. I was like, oh, it's obviously Smee's son then. No, no, he's not dressed enough like But Smee. I also don't want to think about Smee fucking. Oh, no, that guy gets it 100%. <laughs> have you not seen uh the robin williams hook where smee is uh bob hoskins yes. and, and like all ladies are like "Ooh, smee i've seen the robin williams hook yeah <laughs> i'm fucking alive and breathing uh no smee can get it 100 but they just picked guest gill to be guest on because they, they were like just make him dumb because their yeah. song was kind of dumb this song owns god and damn china and mclean is Ooh. very talented so talented and she came into this franchise being like guess what i'm here now she and pressed a gun and they <laughs> take us back and said write me my check i'm about to deliver i'm about to deliver She's so good. I love the way she's styled. I love the blue braids under the pirate's Yeah, it's like kind of evoke the tentacles oh, instead, of, instead, of, just, so instead of just being a fish woman. So good. This dancing fucking rules. At one point, all of her male henchmen literally worm down and start magic miking on <laughs> the floor. Thomas Doherty is literally magic miking. I was shocked by how sexual that was. Wasn't upset about it. Just surprised. I don't know how old these kids are, but the dancing was very, very, the, there was a lot of gyrating. Well, the, this was also, you raised a good point, is for the record, this is the first song we've had since the intro, and there's a big gap between them. I feel and like, when they started singing, I was well, right. yeah, but, but I'm saying, that's why it hits so hard, because you've been in, a, in a, a desert of no song and then they just hit you with Uma. Uma. And then um, Harry has this bat rap to which my note was, this man is chaotically hot. I don't care if his rap is weird and bad. <laughs> yeah, all ugh, we'll talk about the rapping more later. Uh, also, they are all acting Thomas Doherty especially. <laughs> like they are on magic mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> magic Mike mushrooms. Like, yes! <laughs> They're literally licking the air, like their eyes are like crazed. Like I, I love the decision. I don't I'm not shitting on this at all it was so fascinating to watch i just haven't really seen anything like this on disney in no it's 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 something it's something i don't know what it is but it's something i don't know what it is but they've got it at one point i shit you guys not i rewound it to double check he walks behind uma singing about her holds out his hook she licks his (laughs) hook Licks it. The hook is 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 very sexual. The hook is very. And sexual. then she licks it in a movie for children. <laughs> 
I mean, there's, what else? What else can you say about it? Emma? Also, they're all swinging from chandeliers inside this bit. Like they are going awesome. ape shit. In they're this. going ape shit. They're acting like magic mushrooms. This is why I imagine the dinner on the set of Titanic when they all got um, <laughs> they got LSD. <laughs> When their chowder was LSD laced. Yeah. This is how I imagine that going down. The scene is exactly that. But yeah, it's fucking crazy. And it also rocks. It was probably the best part of the movie. Oh, I don't know if I'd say that. But it is very good. Besides every other part later on, I'll um, say it's the best part of the movie. But basically, this is all just to establish that Uma has taken over the evil kids, the villain kids as they're called, their territory now that they've left, but still wants the world to know her name and is very jealous that Mal is like living this great life when she never got that chance. And so she wants her chance to go to Ordon. It's Ordon also setting up the thing make that's the unfair world that, know her. you know, the other kids got to go to Ordon and yes, she's this... trapped in this fucking fish shack. So then we cut to Mal and Ben's little picnic on this water side gazebo and she has all this food out. I, don't, I hate to be the, the guy to call out a mistake, but he says, oh, it's all the food that Mrs. Potts made for and my mom. And then he says, beef ragu cheese souffle. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's all the, all the food, yeah. I know, it's like from the song, though. It's, yes, that's I what love they, that. That's they what need they, to do more of that but shit. Miss Potts didn't cook jack shit. She was the tea. There's an oven man who cooks everything. No, but she's running the kitchen. No, no she she's doesn't. She's the kitchen no, there's manager. A, there is an oven man she who says, complains. It's like, oh, no one's, going, no one's going to eat my food. <laughs> He's like mad about it. That is an oven guy or racer. But I think she's coordinating the dinner. No, I don't think so. That is, But she didn't cook the meal. <laughs> Well, Mal didn't cook it either. Guess what? She did it. We no, magic. I yeah, because she gets found out in the dumbest way imaginable. As he's like spills something on himself. He's like, oh, let me get a napkin and reaches in the picnic basket. And the magic text, but the magic spell book is right yeah, there. She's bad at this. She's really bad at this. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why do you have this? And she goes, oh, I must have just grabbed it in case it rained or something. He starts flipping through it and it's just like, huh, blonde hair. She bookmarked hair, blonde. exactly the what, spell she what, used. It's this blonde hair. Why would she? Why would you need a blonde hair spell? Hair dye exists. Uh, uh, but blonde hair spell, speed reading spell. And so what I thought was going to happen was he was going to be like, have you been doing all this magic to try and fit in? Oh, honey, you don't have to do that. Like, I like you just the way you are. Well, no, what actually happens, he, he goes like, what, Which you've been I, using magic? I like this about him. I no, like I, I, because this is what I was, I, I just literally alluded to. I appreciate in this movie, they acknowledge that Ben screws up. Yeah, I went, I, that's not only like, with this, this but the then also with the Isle of the Lost. Like, I liked that he did something wrong here. And, and he's like, like, you're right. I messed up. And later on, he's like, I messed up. And he and there's, it. But there's also like, you can see parts of his argument. Like, it's usually like, you have no idea how hard it's been. He goes, some things are hard. Like, that's, that was also a very good line. Yeah, it, it comes from his frustration that he is also all stressed out. And, and working very and hard. And working to get through this. And he feels like she's cheating and lying to him about it which is like i said i do understand he's mad that he's that she's lied to him about like doing magic and shit and i think someone from his perspective someone who's never been able to take the easy way out of anything exactly he doesn't understand her perspective to someone who you know just has never had to play by the rules before so it doesn't come off as like unfair but it, it is just like a massive blowout over what is effectively just making yourself very good at Reading I'm like, and I, this is when I wrote, why does he have to be king? And he's literally 12. They're all so stressed out. This doesn't seem right for children to be king. But then she takes the book back and does a spell to undo the fake feast. And it's just kind of like, this is who I am. Yeah. I can't cook. This is like what it's, what it, what it is. Yeah. And she like kind of storms off. And, and then this is my favorite line. Who can't cook? I really felt this. Like I really felt that. I think, I don't know. I don't like the pressure that's put on women to all be amazing cooks, but she's like, this is who I am. This is what I can do. And I thought it was very sweet that he picked, I liked this. This very, is my favorite very, line. And he picks it up. 
up and said, peanut butter and jelly is my favorite. Yeah, but he said, no, 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 no. He says it, and it's like he's kind of still mad. Like, he's mad that she's storming off. Because she's like, turns it all back, and it's just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a glass of milk. Like, it's all she could make. She storms off, and he just picks up and grabs it and, like, shakes it. And he's like, peanut butter and jelly is my favorite. I loved it. That was cute. It's it's very good. It's really cute. Um, But she's all sad now. And she starts poking holes in a box, and I go, why is she angrily poking holes in that box? And then Mm. I realize it's because her mom's a lizard, and she has to take her mom with her when she... Which doesn't come up again. Why did they even introduce that again? Why did they put her in... I guess because they didn't want her to leave her... I don't know. It was weird. But it's really funny because they... The next couple shots clearly take place over a long period of time, and she has to be crying throughout all of it. So it's just Dove Cameron going... (laughs) As she, like, pokes holes in a box, puts a lizard in there. She has all of her villain kid clothes back on, and she gets the Vespa... I want that mocha. And and then goes... It glitters it, when, it, well, when she rides it. Well, it leaves a glitter Because trail. she casts a spell on it, which I I did not like Hey, guys, this. my birthday is in March. I would like a glittering <laughs> moped. Um, but I did not like this because it, it's breaking the rules of the universe is that she shouldn't be able to get to the Isle of the Lost because you need one of those garage door opener things the limos have. Um, if Maleficent had this spell in her spell book, why did none of them just leave? Because uh, she casts a spell. I had this thought as well. I she casts a well. spell on the Vespa that's like, take me anywhere. And she can go, she like jumps across the water. I think that's Vespa and, powers. And, oh, just you, you think, I think that's a feature. It's a feature on the Vespa and you have to remember on Island of the Lost they didn't have those. Um, but then she arrives on the Island of the Lost and I, this is freaking Kenny O, good filmmaking. We see her going through her old territory and like sneering at everybody and so they have like posters for the cotillion up that has like been graffitied and she's like, Meh, yeah, I'm not that person anymore. And they play the chords of Rotten to the mm. Core underneath it. And I was like, oh, cinema. This is where I begin to get emotional. Like, I relate to Mal in a way. Like, I I, I think that they also do a good job of understanding, like, to want to be in... I, I know where she's from is shitty. I know her mom was, like, abusive, and I get that. But I think it's a very human thing to want to be in your element. It kind of gives her more ground to stand on with, like, the EV fight as well that comes later. It's not that, like, she really wants to be a villain. It's that, number one, she feels very out of place in Oridon and doesn't seem like Ben really understands, and she's not comfortable. I think that's just an important distinction. It's not like she's going back to the Isle of the Lost because she wants to, like be a villain and kill people. Oh, I think it's yeah. more so about her feeling in her element and also feeling like she was letting people down. Oh yeah, I mean she says And that. not fitting in. Right, she says that multiple times that she like, she can't pretend to be something she's not and what she is doesn't fit in so she's going back to the place where she feels she does belong even though, like I think she reaches a certain point in the movie and like I think her friends recognize this when they find find out what is happening is that she's being irrational. Like she's going to the extreme because she's emotional. Yes. But something that's weird is, so she rides her Vespa in and then she goes up to like a, a secret hideout it I says guess. caution falling rocks and, then, and she throws a rock at the side and then it opens an elevator yeah but like it's from the sound of it that our understanding was that they lived in that one like multi-family apartment with their parents and they always complained about it I'm like if you have a secret hideout why didn't why you did all just live there why did you all they just also live there? clearly were living there there's like murals of them yeah, all over the walls yeah one would think Evie then goes to Ben's office yes this was my her. this was my favorite scene genuinely because it has the energy of Evie being like look I know we're both dating Mal, but we've got to join forces on this one. <laughs> I almost said it here. I love the villain kid's commitment to even now they're all in Ordon. Like they've all complete, they've all converted to the Ordon lifestyle. Oh yeah, except, except for Mal. They will not put down the leather. Oh, like no. they are still all no. Carlos, Jay, Evie would not be going dead in, in a suit like, or a dress. Ben is in just a cloth suit. Like I'm, I'm not saying all the costumes in this movie aren't insane, but the other Ordon kids, yeah, they're in bright colors. 
they're in like dresses and suits made of cloth and linen. Right. The villain kids do ne- never stop wearing leather. Uh, but yeah, she goes to Ben and is like, Mal left this letter. She's gone back to the Isle of the Lost. We have to go get her uh, because we're both in love with her, obviously. And we're going to get the boys to come along because it's very dangerous. Well, she didn't want to bring him. Oh, oh yes, you're right. Because he's, you know, the king and yeah. he, he should not go. And she's like, okay, fine, but we're bringing the boys too because it's danger- dangerous uh, and everyone here hates us because we have escaped. And he's like, all right, let's go. And she's like, well, not like that. And I go, make did you notice that they 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 just put him in like an uh, a leather? Well, they put him in like Evie's jacket, but for a man. Yeah. Like, why did and she have that? Like, and a beanie. Yes. Here's the thing about me. I love a makeover in a movie. But you know the one thing that I love more than a makeover in a movie? A double makeover. Uh, well, but we don't get to see Ben's makeover. You get to see the results. Yeah, but I'm just and saying. And then we get to see Mal at the same time get yes, her hair back. Yes, because Mal goes to Lady Tremaine's hair studio, I guess is what she does on the Isle of the Lost. The fact that if you lived on the Why Isle... Why would she be a hair... Okay. Why? No, I don't care about that. Why would anyone on the Isle of the Lost pay money to do anything to their hair? I don't know. It's a grimy, gross place where people are like dying of starvation and shit. Like, why are you like... Like, let me just drop also, a let me drop a cool hundo whatever currency we I'm use to, to get that, my hair did. I'm not like what? To be that bitch about how the way Luke goes and this is pots, but like the whole thing with Lady Tremaine, if you've watched Cinderella, is like she wants everything to be spotless. Cinderella is scrubbing floors constantly. They bring this up with Dizzy always, and you need to like clean everything. I love. Why Disney. is the salon a fucking mess? Because it's the Isle it's of the Lost. It's It's the Isle of the Lost. Everything's weird and wacky and messy and bleh. But yes, we meet my favorite new character, Dizzy, the daughter Drizella. of Drizella, which is one of the evil stepsisters, which when I watched the movie for the first time, I genuinely didn't know they had names. Is it Anastasia and Drizelle? Yeah, I, I, didn't, I did not remember those off the top of my head. Ding, ding. I, I, I wasn't, I hadn't seen Cinderella that many times, but I love this little girl so much. She brings so much fun energy to it. She's, she's really good. She's this just is... so excited to see Mal. Like, she's like, she, she, she's basically like their little sister, kind of. For my, fi- she's Evie's protege. She, she's literally, she Evie literally calls her her little sister, but I'm saying she just brings like fun little sister energy to it. She does bring fun little sister energy. Um, you would, might recognize her from another hit franchise. She is Kitty Covey in To All the Boys I Loved Before, those Netflix movies. She's the youngest Covey sister. So she says Dizzy, I know you mostly just clean up around here, but I need you to I need you to do my hair. Get me back to also looking because, like myself. Because if Cinderella they said I forgot you guys don't open till midnight. Yeah, which is a wild way to run a business. Truly wild. Horrible way. way to run a business. And also, don't you hate Cinderella? Why would you stick to that? I just stick to her rules. Exactly. It's weird. Uh, but yeah, Dizzy just like sweeps up the hair or whatever and tries to clean. Like she she they literally say like Lady Tremaine's doing a Cinderella to her. Okay, do you want to talk about the hair montage? Yeah. Well, I mean, so here's the thing. I didn't remember anything about this movie. You know what I did remember? That Mal has bangs. I was like, she's <laughs> getting bangs. She's getting revenge bangs. I knew They are kind of revenge bangs. Yeah. I knew exactly what was happening. So when I was They're watching like breakup bangs. This, so yeah, breakup bangs. When she was watching the thing, I was like, I don't even need to wonder what's happening. She's this purple bang look that I absolutely remember from the promotional materials and they give her black nail polish again which is nice because she needs to have that back they give her she gets a great purple bang job yeah yeah she looks like she used she's to banging. but why did she but like bangs but also no it's also not this wig is way better this is this is the good wig where it's it's a very nice wig it's a good bang it's a, it's more of an even purple than the first the first wig W with the good wig yeah the first movie wig is a little it's short and it's really dark purple this is a, it is nice. it is dark purple in the first one this one's lighter but yeah, she gets her makeover but i was just confused by this like because freaking you had a spell that turned your hair blonde is there not one to un- undo that if you just wanted your old hair back whatever is there something that is positive in the first movie that you cannot do magic on the aisle because she should be using magic left right and center the second this part of the plot kicks off and she never once pulls that spell book out again because why wouldn't melissa, been, melissa been have been causing <laughs> do you want to take it no. <laughs> 
<laughs> so fuck it, we're doing it live. Why wouldn't she have been causing magic hell? She was trapped in the aisle. I think the aisle like zaps your magic. Yeah, maybe. I don't think it's ever explicitly stated. That's why stated. they're running businesses. Uh, maybe that's why they need the fairy godmother's wand because that what wouldn't be suppressed yes. or something. But they don't ever, if it is there, it's never stated. Like, and Evie has her magic mirror, which does work, I assume. We don't see her use it on the island, but I don't know. It's, you're not, I can't say you're wrong, but I can't 100% say you're right either. Because you're right, like just die, use a hair dyeing spell. Yeah, but she could have done that before she left, if that's the case. But no, then we cut to the uh, the gang coming no, into. No, then we cut to Uma and Harry. Oh, is Uma and Harry first? Yes. It's a very small scene, but I need to just call it out. I think it's just like them scheming basically at this point, like them talking about what they're going to, I think they. Oh, oh, no, because when she finishes, Dizzy finishes Mal's hair, Harry comes in to like rob her. Yes, Harry knows she's there. Yes, and so she, she he's like, oh, Mal, I'm not gonna do the accent. Mal, you're back. Oh, Uma's gonna be so jazzed to know about this. And he's like, I could hurt you. And she goes, not without her permission, I bet. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna leave. And then he just leaves. And I said, the sexual tension between these two, <laughs> he could be talking to a wall. And like, but they are dating in real life. Again, guys, a movie for children. He puts his hook out, is like scraping it along her face in the most sexual way possible. Also, by the way, a hook he doesn't need. He has two working no, that's hands. that's what I was saying. Yeah, he holds it. Like, it's got, like, just a handle on it. And he holds it just to be intimidating. But what, to be intimidating or just to, like, I'm Flourish. just going to say, I'm going to, no, I'm going to say to sluttily bandly <laughs> bandy it about. He's like, so slutty. He's slutting it off. The sluttiest thing a man can do is hold a fake hook. Honestly. A little bit. And so he's, like, scraping it down Dove Cameron's face. And I was like, I could hurt you or whatever. And she's like, not without a permission, I bet. And he's like, uh, yeah. And she takes her gun out of her fucking mouth and puts it on his hook. He looks at it, picks it up, and puts it in his own mouth. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> Look, what movie were you I, I, I don't like gum. It's gross. Is there a scene with Uma? No, or? it's just him. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I misread my note. It's, I said it's Harry threatening to tell Uma. But yeah, because I was like, I didn't think Uma knew, and it's because he comes in I just to saw rob, both to rob names. Dizzy. He's robbing for yeah, her. Yeah, And now the gang shows up. Now the gang shows up. They, they, ste- they steal a, a limo from the school, which has one of the garage door opener things that lets you get on the island. Um, and then my favorite thing is they cover it with a tarp, and I'm like, yeah, a tarp definitely. It's just in a massive open space. Yeah. Like, anyone could tell it's still a car. Ben is trying to like go and look around and like see what's up about the island because he's never been there before and they have to be like no the freaking stay with us keep your head down like do he's this like stuff. talking to people and like engaging with yeah. vendors and they're like trying to teach him how to be evil and I was like fuck and yes and they say song. you they say you just have to chill and how this, did I not see this pun coming and they sing a song they start singing and the second they say chillin chillin mm-hmm. and then the second they say villain I was like how the fuck did I not see he's that chillin coming like, like a, a villain <laughs> And it's a very cheesy song, especially the parts where they talk during it are so gaudy and cheesy. I but the don't the, give the, a cur- shit. the chorus gets so stuck in your brain. It's also like '80s synth pop. Like the actual tone of the song is very like the the sound of it is very fun and different. It's like and like there's like synths behind it that is really cool. Also, they're like doing like obviously don't support, you know, things he's done, but they're doing like a Michael Jackson snap, like oh, on the Oh, this is very it's Michael very Jackson. Like, you can, you can, you can, you can tell, you can uh, tell Kenny uh, Ortega took that inspiration it, with that choreography. Very, 100%. That, it, it is so fucking cool. And then when they cut to Ben for his solo and he's like, I'm gonna rock this, I think I found the worst uh, in myself. Uh, I love it! I no, I don't it. like when he talks The second he starts it. moving, 
it all man only works for me when he moves. So they uh they do that song. I mean it doesn't do it justice. I'll tell you we're we're gonna go to break in a bit. That's the one I'll play. Can we play, play the, the whole soundtrack? No, we can't play the whole I soundtrack. I vote for this song. I'll put yeah, I'll put this one in the middle. It's fine. I mean it actually has story significance, unlike the ways to be wicked. But they all go straight to the hideout, because obviously they all know where it is, and do the rock at the sign thing. But what's wild to me is just Ben goes up to talk to her. Yeah, they all just sit outside. I thought they were all gonna go and they, like I said, tell her, like, Mal, you're being irrational. You're going to the extreme. This is a bad idea. But no, he just goes up because he, like, is trying to convince her to not break up with him, I guess. Because he, she left, like, the ring he gave her behind. And he brings it. He's like, no, don't leave us behind. Such an and, ugly ring, by the way. And it's I, so ugly. Another thing I like here is that he says, Mal, I love you. I think he maybe even said it at the beginning just offhandedly. And she, you could tell she was kind of made awkward by it. And he just says here, no, Mal, I love you. I want you to come back. Also, and then she like doesn't say it back and is just like you can say that now but like down the line I would just disappoint you like all this stuff I have to stay it's where I really belong or whatever she refuses to go with him she refuses to go with him he comes back down and he's like yeah she's not coming and then Evie there's like a weird telephone system in the thing where it's like you speak into yes. the, like one of those things on a playground if you know what I'm talking about where you speak into a horn and it travels across the other side and so Evie just goes there scream and goes Mal come down here you're being crazy and she says, and go away. And they lose away. Ben instantly. They lose Ben instantly, number one. And then uh, Jay is just like, let's just give her a few hours to call off. I'm like, a few hours? What are you guys, This you don't have time for this. You're here. That was crazy. Let's give her a few. I'm like, what is it going to do for hours? Yeah, let's go grab some food. You know, just we'll come back. But yeah, they realize Ben is gone. And they see a man in shadow walking down the hall. like, oh, Ben, there you are. Um, but don't walk away from us. And who is it but Harry sluttily strutting, slut, slutting it up as he struts down the dark hallways of freaking the Isle of the Lost. Uh, but yeah, he says, we took, we kidnapped the king. Um, she wants Mal to come to the chip shop to see Uma about it. Bye. And they're like, uh, Mal, bad news. So then she does let them up into the apartment. But yeah, they tell her what's going on. She goes to the chip shop. Her and Uma arm wrestle? I thought there was going to be a showdown song and I was so excited. It's, it's a weird scene, this. And I, they don't even agree to the terms before the arm wrestling starts. I, well, I think the arm wrestle is a facade. I think it's meant to be a show of power. But also, why would either of them, why would that matter for either of them? Not because they're weak for the record. I just, the fact that it's like, well, what dominance are you showing by doing arm wrestling? They do have like great banter and like enemy tension. Where they she's do have like, enemy, but that's why it's weird. It's like, how are we going to express this tension? Arm wrestling, yes, baby. I, know, what? I completely agree. But there's like good lines where she's like, oh, I've been dreaming of like a lot she goes I haven't thought about you at all since I'm very like, good so good. good so biting but yeah it is weird that then I'm like okay now we're arm wrestling and basically what happens is they arm wrestle and Uma wins yeah Uma said you, if you mean arm wrestling you get the king back but then obviously it's a facade because she says if I win and the, during the arm wrestling she says if I win you have to bring me the fairy of god when there's one which is what she really wanted and I imagine even if it would have been hilarious though if Mal had a one and she's like okay well I'm not giving you him back but really I want the wand or whatever she wants the fairy god his wand she has to bring it to the docks at noon tomorrow and then she'll give her back the king is basically the ransom situation so after that really weird scene they go back to the apartment and they come up with a plan so quickly the it's, 3d printer is back of course <laughs> that is the first thing out of their mouths they go well obviously we'll print a 3d print a copy of the, of the wand obviously but that's what i'm saying it comes together so fast they don't even think about it no and then they're like we'll go to dizzy's and because we what do we need smoke, smoke bombs. bombs obviously because, obviously she's gonna realize it's fake so we have to create a diversion yes smoke bombs, smoke bombs which dizzy will have the material for I guess and this was weird as they say hey, we're gonna we're gonna do it because we're rotten to the core and then they all go or they say because we're rotten and they all go to the core, the core. And I'm like I thought you guys were nice now why is that your like mantra or whatever also um, I do like this scene where like um Evie sees Dove's hair for the first time yes she's like, oh my god that looks 
feels so good. Like, yeah, she's like, Dizzy did this. And she's like, Dizzy? Little Dizzy? Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah. It's very I, good. It's just like a way that girls talk to each other, and I liked that. Yes. I, yeah, that is when they go up and tell tell her that Ben's been uh, kidnapped. But now they have to do a bunch of prep to make this plan happen. So let us take... This is where my note is. This movie is so fucking long. I still have over an hour. It's so long. So let's all hop on our magical purple Vespas and <laughs> fly off to take a very quick break. <laughs> Ahoy, we're back. Get it? Because we're about to fight a bunch of pirates. Also, to the point what I said before, the break when I was like, wow, I can't believe I have over an hour left. Like, I don't actually don't think that that's the correct timing at this part of the movie. I just kept rewinding the musical numbers to watch <laughs> them again. No, this is this is only like halfway-ish, I want to say. And then we have to do all of this stuff, which is the true climax, and then the, the post-climax afterwards. Literally nuts. It's just a weird decision on how to pace a film. And it doesn't not work, but it just kind of takes some of the air out of the ending. So Mal and Evie go to Dizzy's shop. And she, of course, freaks out at seeing Evie because Evie is like her, her big, big sister. Her big sister. And she's like, I saved her sketchbook. And she has this like sketchbook of and all of like Evie's designs. she's like making all these jewelry She's designs. making like jewelry pieces. And she's like, man, I must be so great. She And again, because they, the, the turn straight to being sad where she's like, what does ice cream taste like? And, and then like, you're like, these kids are living a horrible life. They're a horrible life. Like, I had the Wait, someone, someone like random gutter kids kids try and pickpocket Evie when they walk in and then she has to be like no stop it and sees they're like she starving. She like an Aladdin and has to be like take the bread. Yeah, well she just says yeah take rob me basically because clearly you need it. I Which again what is currency? Like, I know that Ben is the king but like the government of Oridon is absolutely fucked. Like you oh, think, well, that why was... do, in what world does, does a criminal go to prison and their children are in prison with them? No that's Ben's that was Ben's whole point with the original descendants. Yeah but I'm saying Ben his parents are fucking assholes. Yes they are like that's the point. That's what I'm saying is the idea of Ben's character is that he's all about like uh, reforming the way things are, I guess. But yeah, her and Dizzy like start bonding and making all these bangles. And I was like, ladies, we do not have time for this. I was like, let's make all the bangles. I was like, let's fucking forget Ben and make bangles for 30 minutes. Well, and then Dizzy said, this only says because it's going to come up, is she's like, she, how amazing it would be to have some of her designs or her work and make it to Oridon and everyone gets to see something like that. But they get the smoke bombs, they leave. And, like, she hugs Dizzy because yeah. there's layers the whole thing. Then we cut to the guys who go back to Oridon Prep. Chad is using their 3D printer again. Of course. Maybe, yeah. He's making, like, a little action figure of himself or something. That's the thing. He doesn't even want it for, like, any particular reason. He's just also, doing dumb shit. Also, the love song happens before this, but... Oh, oh I, I was going to do... I was interspersing it. Okay, so okay, don't, sorry. I'm not, me, I'm not gonna forget that. But then he sees that they're trying to make a copy of the fairy godmother's crown. He's like, "Why are you doing that?" And they're like, "We're not telling you." And who happens to be walking by? But Lonnie, Lonnie. who is in the, carrying 45 swords, so so many swords, but is also in her tourney uniform. But I was like, "Wait, why do you have a tourney uniform if you're not technically on the team?" But she overhears because they basically even Chad is dumb, but he's not gonna buy them just saying it's for no reason. And they say, "Ben's been kidnapped. We gotta save him. Shut your mouth about it." There's honestly not that much to talk about. They make the wand. They get they get back in the car and go. 
Lonnie literally just walks out. I was like, I'm coming with you. And, and I was like, take her. She's good at fighting. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, I'm like, yes, obviously you would want the daughter of Mulan like, on your side. I come to blows. She's like the biggest badass you really have in your pocket, technically speaking. Also, Boy wants to come, but he keeps telling him not to. Dude. I, I, oh, dude, excuse me. Boy was from High School Musical. Um, and dude wears a little jacket. Dude does have a little jacket, which is very and good. Cute. Very good, that. Um, very good, that. But I only mention this because it'll come up later. In a, in a decent payoff, but not worth all the annoying dog dialogue. So then they're headed back with the wand. Now it's time for this. And I, and freaking. <laughs> now, now it's time. time. For now now this. it's time for this. Mal and Evie are walking back from disease, back to the hideout. And this, it was the most, the worst writing in the whole thing is they make a passing mention of true love's kiss solving something. But like we joined them halfway into conversation. Yes, what we were they talking We don't about? know what they were referring to. This was to. one of the cuts where I was like, okay, this definitely, this is when they realized the movie was too long. But also I thought I sat on the remote. I was like, did I miss something? No, it cuts in like mid conversation. We're supposed to just assume they were talking about a true love's kiss. And then they decide that this needs to come back later. Like we would have understood that in the fairy tale world true, true love's, love's kiss, kiss solves things. problems but speaking of true love's kiss freaking i uh the love song that evie and mal sing to each other that is called the space between it's called the space between. and it's basically about the idea that like mal is a girl from the aisle and like she's really tied to her roots that way and evie like just fits in so well yeah they Oregon. have this conversation before the song starts yes. is that Ma- evie is an oridon girl now she's good and she doesn't feel the way that mal feels about like this this pull back to home she's kind of like you know I'll, if you're gonna live here i'll live here too and mal's like no you don't have to come with me because I- a very normal thing for a best friend to offer up i will live with you and like come on and then she's like no but we're different but i'll meet you in the space between and they sing this love song and it's beautiful and their voices sound great and they get so close they get, they're gonna get, their noses are touching Emma, i line. would like you to read the one line i wrote about this it's the gayest thing disney has ever made it's it really, so gay their noses are basically like touching at one point they're so fucking close to each other. It's like, Emmett literally just called it a love song. It's a love song. What and, else would you call and, it? And I, listen. I'm, what else am I calling it? And listen, it? I am here for depictions of non-romantic love. Queer romances. Well, queer romance, no, that's a separate thing. I'm saying of just, these are friends who love each other. Fine. But this isn't a song but, about but friendship. This, but no, it's not. It's so gay. This is an explicitly romantic song about romantic so love. It's so romantic. And these people are so close. It is literally like a whole new world of darkness and like a hideout. Like it's everything about it is romantic. And it just, it pisses me off because I am someone who enjoys watching queer stories, queer romances. Absolutely. And it's Disney yet again fucking being like, here you go, but not really. So fuck you for that. I genuinely think this only happened because the first movie came out and there was like so much fan fiction of Meevee, which is their their couple name, obviously. Which for the record, if I'm not mistaken, at least of Cameron, I don't know about Sophia Carson, have gone on the record that they are for it. They fully believe also, that they are. Also, why would their couple name be Evil? Mm, Evil. No, I like Meevee better. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Meeve lever. Is that me lever? Me lever. Me lever. Um, at least Duff Cameron has gone on record saying that she thinks they should have ended yeah. up together. But so I genuinely feel like I don't know if it was Kenny. I don't know if it was they were trying to just feed that fan fiction fire or something. But you, or it was so, or it was Duff like Cameron and Sophia Frozen Carson. It's like Frozen 2 all over again. It's Ryan Heist musical. It's like they give, they, they give you a little bit and then they're like, oh, there's going to be a gay scene in the Beauty and the Beast live action. And then it's Josh Gad putting his hand on a man for one second. It's like... 
fuck you, Disney. But, like, it, 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 it's at this point, I'm like, don't even do it if you're not going to do it that's, all the way. That's what I said in the first episode is I was like, you made them gay, but just don't do anything with it. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, it's bonkers. Dude. Don't it, give me a love song and then be like, they're not in love. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying about like, if you want to. I don't want the love song if she's still going to kiss Ben in the end. Absolutely. And this is what I was saying is like, I am all for a, a very strong girl, girl, uh, friendship relationship Two women loving, supporting yes. one another without it being romantic, of course. And I think that's a great thing to put in your and popular kids thing. I would love to see some of that, but, the, but that's but not what this But is. that's not what this is. This is two women who are very clearly romantically in love with one another. They are actively dating. I don't know if Ben, I, I don't know how Ben and Evie feel about each other sharing Mal. Maybe they're all happy and, and it's a throuple situation. Good for them. I don't care. But like, you cannot tell me that these two are not romantically in love with one another. And that is what they took from us. We need us. to move on before Luke explodes. It's like... Uh, now we're at the boat. This is fucking rules, guys. I cannot stress how much this rules. It fucking rules. We cut to like an abandoned pirate ship. Um, it is like... This set is sick. It's it, sick. I literally have it's, no... It's the swinging pirates of, of okay, adventure. It also looks like Hook. Like it looks like... It does they, look like Hook. You're they right. They borrowed a lot of, I think, from Steven Spielberg's Hook. Love it or hate it. Looky, looky. I got Hooky. Also, they have Ben tied up to a pole. Thomas Doherty... Really wants to dig his hook into him. In more ways in than more one. In more ways than one. And the sluttiest character <laughs> ever put to television. Also, maybe my favorite joke in the whole movie is he pulls out a pocket watch, which he should have pulled out an alarm clock, like from the, the, the crocodile that's right there. Pulls out a pocket watch and waves in front of Ben's face and says, oh, in 30 minutes, you're all mine. And then Ben just looks at it, or no, in 20 minutes, you're all mine. And Ben just looks at it and goes, it says 1130. Because <laughs> okay. they're, they're supposed to come in. <laughs> but also China McCain is great in this scene. This is a great scene. She's kind of talking, they have, I like this scene. This is, this is my favorite Ben scene, which is a big concession for me. They have a good scene where she's kind of talking through like her evil plan. And of course, Ben is a square and he's being like rational. And it's like, why are you doing this? Blah, 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 blah. Talking about Isle of the Lost. And he kind of is, you know, relating to her. And I was like, I should, it's not fair. I meant to continue the program. It's not fair that I left you guys there. This, this is so <laughs> freaking hell. I think this goes back to what I was saying about enjoying that Ben admits he's made a mistake, but it's so funny because he's like, oh yeah, it's like she reminds him, he's like, oh yeah, my plan was to bring more people over. And, and then it's like, I started having six men. Yeah, like, like, it literally it. feels like he just started banging Mal and was like, no, we don't need any more kids. I already got the one I needed. I'm good. We're good. <laughs> She also, like, slaps him in a fun way when he's, like, and I thought, like, that, they just have, like, a good, like, little rapport here, and then I was, like, prison reform, and it sounds like they're gonna, like, find some common ground here, but it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, it seems like, because he says, like, you can come, you're right, more people should come, I've been so busy with my duties, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, banging mouth, yeah. that uh, I haven't really gotten that program going, and I didn't think about how it would hurt other people on the island who didn't get chosen to come, Yeah. so I'm with you, like, I, we don't, we don't have a problem if you want to come to Oregon, I'm all for it yeah and then she's like oh no no we're past that I'm gonna make it my own way I, this is one of the smartest things the movie does is she says I'm gonna make it my own way and then she holds her shell which is the shell that Ursula has in the movie like the yellow spiral shell and she goes we're gonna see what this can do that's all we hear of that scene but what the fuck does that do so this I mean I was gonna talk about it later but we that is a classic like that is a Chekhov's shell necklace 
But it doesn't ever get used. Well, no, she uses it to turn into a giant octopus. Is that what she uses it for? Well, it glows and then she turns into a giant octopus. So I assume that's what that okay. happens. What I had thought, because and this is what this is when I first watched it, but upon rewatch, I I am actually wrong. I thought she uses it to put a love spell on. But no, ben. it's Mal's book. It's she, she uses Mal's book. I thought it was too. It was very Vanessa. Yes, from Little Mermaid. That's Marie what I thought they were calling back to. Yes, but then I'm like, I why introduce that necklace if you are going to use the book? Because I get the necklace is a separate octopus thing, but then they say it's the book because because like so, so spoiler alert because this is me getting it wrong, so it's not even really a spoiler. Is throughout the fight. Ben is constantly like looking back at Uma and it's like hinting that he's already been spelled. So I thought that like from the introduction of the shell was when he was oh, no. hexed, but no, that's not, it's weird, but it is, they're setting up that like, she's got some, she's got some stuff cooking, let her cook. But the the, the villain kids show up. Yeah. And Jay and Carlos have, I, I they said VK earlier and I was like, the fuck does that mean? Villain kid. I didn't realize that until yeah. much later. Also, the dog sneaks along. That's yes, an important dude, note because that's about to like, become important right now. Yes. Except, whew, the villain kids show up, and there's no other easy way to say it. The way there's they're gonna rap battle. The way they're gonna resolve their issues is it's via rap battle. rap battle, which China and McLean absolutely slaying. I'm no no dove. No disrespect. I know you're listening. But she just is... It's also not a good rap. It's not. Look, no, look, God, no. I don't want to lay this at the feet of Dove in I, China. I'm oh, not no. laying this I at the I would never in a million feet. years would I do that. I'm I, just saying if you compare the, the rap skills of the... Yeah, <laughs> China's better, but also it's a bad rap. Of course it's a freaking bad rap. I mean, it's Disney Channel. Even when they made a movie about rap battling, they like couldn't give us like one good rap, except, maybe, so except for maybe slow. the one at the end of Let It Shine. It's so slow and weird, and like there's... It's because they're kind match the music yeah they're trying to like half rap it where it's not real rap it's like hip-hop music and they just kind of rap to the beat it's not like straight like rap battling but and now at this point is like give us ben she's rapping like give give me the wand which is it's funny because i guess they couldn't do like a hold the sword to ben's neck or something they're just threatening to throw him in the water and and it's yeah but it's like they're it's not like there's anything dangerous. They down. said there's killer sharks. No, but we see Harry falls in later. He he's he's down. fine. It seems very nonchalant. Well, those to fall sharks in the water. are so scared of his slightness. <laughs> also, this is what I have the note. Can Mel do magic? She should do some right now. Or can she not do it on the aisle? I forget. It's not clear. It also seems like she can't do it without the book. Cause like but she, she has the fucking book. Well, she's in her hands at the moment. The funniest fucking part that happens in this rap battle is when Ben Troy Bolton's from the plane. He, where he's like, wait, why is it feeling so wrong when we could all just get along? And then and I'm just shut, like, shut the fuck up, you square. What did I write, Emma? Shut up, Ben. <laughs> just shut up, Ben. You know you're not involved in this. You're the damsel in distress now. So the rap battle, thank God, ends. Mm-hmm. And 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 Uma is like. Okay, hang on. This is too easy that you just have a wand for me. Yeah. You have to prove that it's real. Do just a little bit of magic. Just a little bit. Don't like, you know, make us all explode At or something. least the talking dog this, served a purpose. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I is, didn't like the dog do, talk. I didn't find no, it funny. No, of course. That, we, that's why we haven't been talking about what he says at all. But he, of course, follows them, even though Carlos said not to. And so she, they all know the dog can talk. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, dog, let me, um, rhyming, whatever. Speak. Lucas's so mumble. You didn't even try. A rhyming whatever. Rhyming, speak. speak, whatever. And Bobby Moynihan's like, hey, can somebody scratch my butt? Anyone got some bacon? They're like, what the 
<laughs> Bobby Moynihan should fire his ace Um, And so they're all like, oh, snap. The With lawn- love, fire them. <laughs> um, but they're like, everyone's like, oh, snap, the wand works. All right. And Uma, to her credit, is like, yeah, give him Ben back. We've got what we need. And so she takes the wand and she try- She wants the barrier to drop so they can all escape. And she rhyming, whatever. Rhyming. Rhyming. Who doesn't even try to fake the no, rhyme? No, rhyming. Not rhyming. It doesn't work. And she realizes it's fake. She like snaps it over her knee. And Emma, would you like to talk about what happens next? The best scene in this movie <laughs> when they all it's so fight. long this action scene it's though so and it doesn't become a musical number until like halfway through they throw the smoke bombs and it looks like it's something out of hook like it it's looks, so sick well, it's, it's terrible CGI but it's awesome and they're like big purple bombs and then Mal and Uma like. Someone knocks over a tub of swords. Well, yeah, I think the implication is that Jay and Carlos like hid the swords. They didn't walk up with the 50 swords Lonnie brought. Mal and Uma are sword fighting each other both in five yeah, inch I'm platform sorry, I referenced this already. The girls can just sword fight now. They've never been Evie able to do that. Evie is an amazing sword Evie's fighter. Evie's the best. Evie, Evie looks like... Evie. I kind of love that she's great at sword fighting. Oh, and she's like... She's and like, she's like looking at her reflection and like... Yeah, she like, she like knocks a guy down and then takes his scarf. She's like, she this looks nice better scarf. on me. Yeah, it looks better on me. Why can't they all just do that now is my question. My other note is Boo Boo Stewart and Doherty are in the corner but they in their own fucking movie. Yeah, no, but I have a problem with that. It's like Boo Boo Stewart's doing this thing, just fighting a guy, and then Harry climbs up and is like, hello, Jay. And I'm like, did you guys have beef? Like, this is the first time How you've met. How they have sexual tension? <laughs> like, it's just like, are you guys rivals or something? That was never, I don't know if that was cut or something, but it's like, oh, it's like, oh no, Jay and Harry finally facing off. And I'm like, do you guys even know I no, Doherty had to send him. He's holding his fucking own. The best part is when he and Jay, he and Jay are going at it. They're doing like the hold the swords and like yes. try and muscle. And then Harry takes his hook and then puts his hook on the other end of it. So he's like two handed putting this. It's really freaky. And then good. my note here is the boo boo and Doherty fight is just two tickets to the gun show. Maybe. Like their <laughs> arms are just and Ortega, king amongst kings, is like I let me get this I shot. Don't he, I know. Uh, well, yeah. The, the, I was like I don't think he choreographed the fighting. He's a dance choreographer, but the director like the shot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also the best thing is Doherty gets as you said booted into the water at one point like he goes for a full on swim well cause yeah Jay steals his hook from him and he just chucks it in the water and then he Harry apparently needs his fashion statement so bad what is he going to sluttily bandy about if not his hook and so he dives in after which I'm sorry there should have been crocodiles at the bottom and one of the crocodiles should have swallowed we didn't the have hook. a budget for that I spent <laughs> so much money on those smoke bombs I know but come on that was right anyway. there also I did either that or I obviously would have just I thought he was gonna chop his hand off <laughs> <laughs> Come on! And they're having a sword fight. That he really. He already I has. I mean, the, after he ate gum, he already, he already has there's the hook. Like no rules. He already has the hook. I'm just saying it would have. The second she licked his hook, I was like, "This thing is PG-13." So honestly. But, but what I was saying was Doherty goes for a full-ass swim, and then he comes out of the water, eyeliner perfectly intact. He's using waterproof. Honestly, sorry, <laughs> on the wharf. But basically, they fight their way out of there. And two, two, it becomes a musical number as the fight goes what on. What is it? I mean, it's just like they put a beat under it and like, I think there's some light singing back and forth. And then at the end, Uma does like a reprise of Say My Name because she's all mad that they're escaping. Through like a ton. Also, Lonnie's kicking ass. But, oh yeah, Lonnie, of course she is, Emma. Like that just, we didn't, we didn't even need to say it. Which, which pissed me off because yeah, so they all get back to the limo. Mal and Ben have like a, so are, are, are we breaking up? Like what's the vibe yeah. here? And they're, and she's kind of like, I don't know, either. I'm not sure anymore and he's like yeah neither am I it's just awkward basically I also love how they just start whipping swords into the trunk of that limo yes. there's like 40 oh, and, swords and yeah you see them pull away and somehow Mal's spell book is just left she's on there she's so their... fucking cavalier with that thing yeah it's also but it's also again you didn't need it just have freaking you didn't like... use it 
sense. You have, well, yeah, she didn't need, that's what I'm saying. She didn't need it. How did you leave that behind if you had it? And then third, just have Uma use the shell like we said. Like she didn't need to get the spell book to curse him. It would have been My fine. My note is if she left the spell book, aka why we have inexplicably 40 minutes left. Yeah. But so Jay is driving the car back and Lonnie's sitting up front with him and he just goes, you know what? You should come to practice. And I'm like, oh, so now that she's proven herself in your eyes, you can deign her to come and join the team. You asshole. You said a change of heart. No, but just because like we already knew she was good. Listen, I don't need to listen to you slander Jay. I will slander Jay. Um, but then I will say something nice about Jay, which is when they come back to Oregon. Because they go back. Uh, it's the next day. Finally, the sun has risen. This is, well, I mean, I guess it was noon when they fought, but whatever. Jane comes up to him and be like, yo, here's the finished stained glass window. But we got a bunch more stuff to take care of because Cotillion is tonight. It's happening. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, just do whatever you want. Like, we don't have to be a thing if that's not what you're feeling, but I've made my point very clear and he just walks off. And this is one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. I loved this. Is is Mal and Evie are Evie's like, oh, do, do you, you need to talk? Do you need to talk about it? And they go to walk off and presumably make out a bunch. But uh and then Carlos, being the heart and soul yep. of these movies, of this friend group, says no. And they're like, what? And he goes, you, we understand that you guys are best friends, mm -hmm. but you're always going off to have girl talk. And me and Jay are sick of it. And Jay's just we're, like, we're I, and, Jay, and Jay's just like, I really don't care. And I'm like, shut up, Jay. Let him I do it. Let him have his moment. Friendship, true friendship, regardless of gender. And I really like Cameron voice, even though like, and you, I like the way they frame him where it's not like he's immediately in his element and him and Jay don't really know what to do. And he's like, how do yeah, you they do just it? like, we're going to sit down on the grass right here where we are. And we're going to talk this shit out as friends together. Yeah. Because we are like family. And like yeah, they sit down and he just goes, all right. So I, I don't how know, do you do? Girl I talk? don't know how to start girl talk. It's basically just that Mal gets to vent everything we've been talking about, all of the crushing expectations. She doesn't feel like she's good enough for Ben, and even if she's good enough now, she can't be that way forever. She'll always end up being that girl from the aisle. But Evie gives her a very good counterpoint, which is that like she can't just totally forget her roots. And I think yes. that, that Dizzy is supposed to represent that arc for her. Yeah, where it's like you bit. still need to think about the aisle and where you came from, and like even though she fits in an Ordon and likes it there, like you still can't ignore the place that you came from and I think and forget about the people there so I think she's kind of saying like we all are gonna you know have that in us and it's not like something that we can you know get rid of or ignore absolutely and it's a, and it's a very nice moment although even though Cameron Boyce or Carlos inst instigated this he doesn't really have a, a ton to add he's just kind of like yeah but then this is my favorite Jay scene my favorite bit from Jay in the entire movie is they have this whole conversation everyone they, gets to, up everyone gets up but then Jay gets up to leave and then sits back down and he just goes to Mel and he says it takes time to think about it whatever you decide I'll drive, I'll drive you back. back I'll drive you back to the Isle of Lost if you really want to go like he's like and I'm like there you go Jay <laughs> There you go. Support your friends. Thank you, Jay. Be the real one. Yeah, also, Carlos walks away talking to Dude about how he's like, man, I managed to talk about my feelings or whatever, but I still can't talk to Jane. And then Dude's just like, you just need to nut up, basically. <laughs> just, no, Dude makes oh, no, no, oh, excuse me. They say, where he's like, oh, look at Mr. Talk About His Feelings a bunch. Like, if only you could I, nut up and do this for no, 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 Jane. I, I, I should say. I, I, Give Bobby Moynihan the no, respect. No, no, yeah, not Bobby Moynihan. No, Carlos does add something important, which is that even if... There is always going to be a part of the aisle in you. Ben needs to accept that. If he can't accept that... Oh, I actually like this. Yeah, yeah. He was like, if he doesn't like the real you, he's not the one. He's not the one for you. Um, but then he and Dude are getting up to walk away. And he's like, well, if only I could be that honest. So I'm talking to Jane. And Dude goes, to paraphrase someone, a very smart boy I know or whatever. If she doesn't like you for who you are, she's just not the one. And then I was like, you're just asking her to go to a dance, man. It's not like you guys are getting engaged. <laughs> like, let's call that. In this school? 
Who knows? That's true. It's engaged to be engaged well, but it's, to be but engaged. It's that, but it's also the fact that I didn't think he was worried that she would say no. It seems like a very achievable, he just can't get the words out. Like, it doesn't seem like he's scared of rejection, but whatever. Yeah. See, so then we cut to tourney practice, and Jay is leading it and being like, okay, guess what? We have a, a new, new team. New member. New team member. And, but of course, obviously, as like, you have to follow the rules kind of a thing, a team will be comprised of a captain and eight men. So meet your new team captain. And Lonnie, Lonnie. Comes, comes out dressed like freaking Malibu Barbie, like in like an eight weird 80s workout was, outfit. I think it was supposed to be a play on the Milan, like one of the Milan outfits. And I'm remembering like the color scheme. We've seen, she has a uniform. She's worn it multiple times. Um, but then she's like, all right, guys, drop and give me 10. They do 10 pushups. She's like, okay, practice, practice is, is over. over. Get ready for cotillion. Get ready for the cotillion, baby. Yeah, I was like, can't even wrap this in literally five seconds. Yeah. We are so over. It's almost like Jay's storyline didn't really add anything to the overall movie. And they never become a romantic pair. So it doesn't, so nothing happened with it. Now is it Evie and Doug? Yes, because we did, we mentioned it, but didn't do that. This whole is also st- fucking pointless. Of course it is, because Doug is pointless in the movie. Um, we mentioned it, but we didn't explain exactly what happened, is they ran into Doug when they were leaving with the fake wand, and he's like, have you guys seen Evie? And they're like, she went camping. Evie the girl- wants to live in a castle? Yeah, is going to sleep on the ground. Smart. Smart. And they're just like, hey, what are you going to do? So he comes into her room and is like, I have a tent and a Boy Scout badge or camping badge. You didn't take me camping. And she goes... What are you, what are you guys, is it, he thinks she's cheating on her. He's like, is it one of the other dwarf boys? Is it a happy son? And I was like, wait, you like, just a bit of a dark you, street. You mean like your cousin? Like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, he's actually not that good of a time. Yeah, so he has a real dark streak. She puts her hand over his hand to reassure him that she loves him or whatever and says, don't be so dopey. And I said, boo, uh, boo, come on. It's also like he's solved so quickly. He's like, are you cheating? And she's like, no, actually, Ben, Mal ran to the Isle of Lost. We had to go get her with Ben. And he's like, okay, good. Yeah. I'm, yeah, and they, they do, they, I think they kiss her. They kiss on the cheek or something. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad, glad we've wasted Moving time on, on this. Carlos asks Jane. This was so cute. My notice, I'm, I'm literally so, grinning from ear to ear like an absolute freak. It's absolutely adorable. When he goes, when Carlos goes, I'm the luckiest girl. I mean, boy, like, oh. Because, yeah, so Jane, again, is on, like, on the phone. She's got all these note cards. She's like, I got a million things to do for this cotillion, blah, blah, blah. I will say Jane looks too busy to go to the dance. Like, yeah, she's. Yeah, I think should just take her to a movie and yeah i think i actually for the record i'm fine with how it turned out i thought disney was going to really do something awesome and he was gonna ask her out and she's gonna be like oh no i really don't want and like he was gonna have to accept that no which would be a very good lesson for young for little boys to learn is that a a woman doesn't want to go out with you it's fine but she did want to go out she didn't know she did and i'm fine with that i'm saying i'm fine with it but I thought she sounded so busy and had so much going on. It sounds like she doesn't even like this freaking dance that she's putting all this work into. I think she likes Carlos. Apparently. I'm a, but do we know that though? Because they, they, they had no kind of romantic setup. The movie just How starts. How could you not like him? I'm just saying the movie started and he was like, I like her. But this is what I'm saying about it goes too far. Is he's like, do you want to go to Dictillion with me? And then maybe also, do you want to like be more than friends? And then she goes like, boyfriend and girlfriend? And he's like, uh, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, let's, let's not put the cart before the horse here, guys. Let's calm down. And now it's the dance. Yes, we go straight to the cotillion. It's on a boat. And the first shot of the cotillion is so weird because the boat is like a set. But there's there's a red carpet. Oh, yeah. Emma, there's There's a step and repeat. Yeah, well, they have to do the... the, Oh, you're talking about a different thing. Yes, go ahead. Do you know what a fucking step is? Well, no, I thought you meant the entrance that they have to make down the stairs. But no, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. The red carpet. The red carpet is is a separate thing, yes. Well, they have a full step and repeat for this school dance. And Evie gives Dizzy a red carpet shout out. She's like, it's actually from a new designer, Dizzy from the Isle. Dizzy of the Isle. 
Lindsay of the Isles, and she gets she screams, and it's very cute. Yes, because she's because they they're while she's watching it on TV. The second I watch them boarding this boat, I go, oh fuck yes, Cotillions <laughs> at sea. Let's go back to the sea, which was never mentioned before. Never before mentioned, and I was like, the pirate ship. Is gonna pull up to the that's fucking what cotillion. I, that's that's what I was. And slutty Captain Hook is about to crash this party. That's what I was talking about with them, like the setup kind of things. That's where I thought things were going. But they, I actually think where they went is an interesting kind of route. For, I didn't love it. I well, you just because you wanted more sword fighting. Yes, I did. But I think for the, I think for the I actual. I also just think it gave like I. It's so much CG budget. I like I just trying to and like looked cool uh, well, as did Mal. But I'm just saying the rest of the people that like the main characters were just titaniking around deck, like sliding. Yeah. They had nothing to do. Yeah, but I'm not even talking about like the big fight at the end kind of thing. I'm just talking about like obviously we know something else is gonna happen. She's got the spell book, but the plan is actually more like more layered than you'd think. Because uh, she's put a hex on Ben to fall in Uma has to fall in yes. love with her, and so he introduces her like as his new girlfriend. Become uh, Mal also, but Mal shows up first before his entrance. And I was this is where I was so mad because it's the same freaking dress, even though Evie said she was going to change it. She added a cape, I guess, is maybe what she changed. That otherwise it looks the same. Also, Belle and the Beast are here, and they're like, "Hey, I know we kind of hated you in the first movie, but we like you now. Just let it. Just setting that up for what, in case I don't know something were about to happen that would really discourage you that we like you or something like that." Mal Mal gets announced as the soon-to-be Lady Mal. Yes. Um, and there's just this weird flamboyant butler who does the announcing, and he goes, "Who is that man?" Oh, you didn't catch what they say? No. He got he got name dropped earlier in the movie. She takes a step out, and he just he just says like, "You go, girl. You're killing it." Ben comes out. He does the announcement for him, and then he looks at him and goes, "Thanks, Lumiere." That was Lumiere, apparently. <laughs> Well, he's fabulous. I'll tell you that he's, much. Yeah, he's something. The second, the second they entered, they entered separately. I go, he's going to be bewitched. He's to be with Uma. It's is it the book or her necklace? You knew that immediately, immediately. before Uma even stepped out. Immediately. Well, I well because he the steps, second that they don't walk down together, I knew it. Uh, because he steps to Mal and is like, "Hey, I really wish I had time to explain, but you just then, I was born in the darkness." <laughs> I, <laughs> but then Uma comes out wearing like a, I don't know where she got these fits, uh, but she's dressed like a princess now or whatever, and she's like, "Yeah." He's my new boyfriend. We really like connected on the Isle of the Lost. And since you guys like broke up or whatever, like we're doing this now. So surprise. And then the Be- Beast and Belle are like, we really don't like, this. Did, don't like this. And we feel really bad for Mal, who we just said how much we like. Ugh. Everyone's very off put, obviously. And everyone's like, she's wearing his ring. Also that. Yes. Ring. And everyone's like, oh, no, we're standing by Mal. This is this is shitty. Yeah, that is the thing, though. Like, it does kind of take some of the drama out of the scene because everyone else is like, well, fuck this. Yeah. Like, 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 like what? She says, hey, babe didn't you say you had a gift for me he's like yes i do have a gift fairy godmother drop the wall around the isle of the lost that's what i need to do for my new girlfriend because it's really messed up that we've left all these people trapped forever and fairy godmother is like uh no i don't don't want to do that and then uh, uma just yells obey him (laughs) like very intensely fairy godmother's immediately like i don't take orders from you like like she like no one else is on like it's uma's plan is not working on anyone else so that the stakes do feel a little bit lower like mal just has to convince ben and like break the spell or whatever it is right but i i'm i think she realizes he's hexed and goes up and tries talking to him but she's she's like look at me uma managed to maintain control but then Smarter girl Jane was like, oh, I know what we got to do. She says, Lumiere, this is where we get the name drop. 
you need to show him the surprise. And the so stained glass window. they unveil the stained glass window. They and... also play Kiss the Girl instrumental. Oh, I didn't notice that. I only noticed it over the end. Um, and because there is no subtlety on Disney Channel, someone, I think it's like Carlos off screen goes, look, Mal, he loves you all along. He, pay- yes. he made you look He made you look like he, you used look to. Look at her eyes are green. He loves the real you. Like, it's literally <laughs> someone 80 yard off screen being like, he kids, loves you, see? The, ki- the kids won't get it. We got to put a line over there so they understand. But also relatable like she it's hard to say your feelings and she's trying to talk to him and she's like the reason I didn't say I loved you was you know it wasn't because I didn't it was because I you know didn't feel like I was good enough and she's having a hard time articulating her feelings right but then he sees the stained glass window and is reminded of his feelings for her she's like of course I love you Ben I've always loved you um we're gonna love each other forever even though we're dating in high school and they of course do a kiss and then he's like oh Mal and then Evie get a close-up being like oh, true love's kiss solves everything and I was like and I thought sexy pirates were gonna storm this pretillion boat and I'm pissed. Yeah. Sad face. But then Uma is like, well, this didn't work. Plan uh, B. Plan B is, Giant to, octopus. is to jump into the water. Well, okay. The thing is, I don't mean to gripe with Uma on her plans. She should have been a bigger octopus. She's not. The boat, she's still. Well, she's not even going for the boat. What's no, she doing? I don't know what she's doing. She's not big enough to really do any damage to the boat. She's just kind of like making waves she's and stuff like that. There. They're like a villain. Yeah. But she's just like kind of slapping her tentacles around and throwing them in the air. And to be fair, by the way, she tries to jump off. And Ben is like, yo, 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 it's not a big deal. You put a spell on me. My girlfriend literally did that to me yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. like a year ago. Don't worry about it. We can be chill. It's chill. And uh, But then she's like, eh, no, I'm still, you know, want to do my things my own way. And I have this magic shell for my mom. I got to use that. Jumps in the water, becomes a giant octopus. Starts, as Emma said, titanicking the boat. Waves are coming but up. This is why I don't like this. Like, I understand that this, I said the CG is pretty good. I like this. But now it's like... There's nothing for anyone else that's normal size to do in this yes. movie at this point. No, I agree with you. I, I don't think this is a good climax, even though, like, because we already had an amazing climax. I think it was because they were just trying to make something big and then Ben could diffuse it with diplomacy. First of all, so Mal turns into a dragon. Mal can turn into a dragon, fun fact. Which, She's blowing fire on him. But it's not like a willing thing. It seems like it just kind of happens. Yeah. But she, she goes, America, as I mentioned and already. And it cuts to like Carlos and Evie who are like, she can do that? Yeah, she can do that. Apparently. Um, but yeah, she goes, as I mentioned already, she she gets her American dragon Jake Long on and dragons up. But that's the other thing, like not even what you're saying about like it's just CG classing each other. It's not a good fight because one is purely stuck to the ground. I mean to the top of the ground, to the water. And the other one is just flying around shooting fire. And you know what doesn't travel in in water is fire. So whenever she's like fireball, she just goes water. And I'm like, when, then when, Ben screams at the top of his lungs. I thought he was going to turn into a beast. I thought so. I was like, I, well, were they setting up a thing that he has like oh, the beast curse got passed yes. on to him or something? That'd be, like, that he, would be really cool. But no, he doesn't. He just jumps into the water and then he to Amy fair, it, Adams it, it, in Batman v Superman's it and just goes in between them and uh, says, you have the same name. Your mothers have the same name. Stop <laughs> fighting. And then the fight ends. Yeah, he just gives it. He literally just says like, we. there has to be he a Martha's it. There's he a, there's, a, there's a better solution. And Chad doesn't even stay no, to make things better. No, she doesn't even say anything. The end she of just, that would be like, you're right, Ben. I'm going to stay here in Ordon. I'm going to help you bring over people from Isle of the Lost, including my incredibly slutty first mate, Harry. Or anything. But all she does is silently turn, turn away. <laughs> turn away and leave. Like, that's all. I needed something, but she just leaves. And then Mal lands back on deck, uh, turns out of her dragon form. But now she looks fucking <laughs> but now she has a different dress on. A Finally. way better one. Which I was like is that the dress Evie made that it only it looked better when it uh, the adjustments was when you turn into a dragon it becomes awesome let me adjust this so it sucks before you turn (laughs) into a dragon 
<laughs> a thing that you don't know you can do. And she comes across the floor, and they kiss, and it's okay. Her and Ben's kiss is a little saucy. There's like, oh, no, that, it was really, actually, really funny. So yeah, they meet each other. Oh, the floor, by the way, is now soaked, soaked. for a reason. And I said, for they're gonna water dance for a reason. But her and Ben meet, and they do get to kiss. I don't remember if they kissed in the first one, but they this do get to kiss. Is, I think the but kiss. It, but it's really funny because everyone has to stop them from kissing. Every here we go. Whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, you got enough. Like it's a lot. You're like no making out. It's and then right. they stop breaking. They stop kissing. And then Evie's like, by the way, um, can you bring some other kids from Isle of the Lost? How about this girl Dizzy? Yeah, and no, but Ben just out of nowhere goes, I owe all of you so much. If you ever need anything, I guess because they rescued him and saved yeah. his relationship or something. But then Evie's like, yeah, actually, I would like to start like Call a, my favorite right now. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would like to. Well, he, she says she wants to bring Dizzy and a few other people. Let me get you a list. And I thought like he was gonna make like a charity foundation to facilitate that, but it says she. It says at the end that he appoints her like counselor for the program I don't know, or something man. or at least like she was going to use the money from the dresses to make a charitable <laughs> that foundation that does this thing i don't know and then they do a big water dance they also say oh we got to give some, the spell book to fairy godmother oh yeah she stole the spell and book and she comes her. and she oh that's me that's me oh yeah also, oh no that was the least in that no, no, literally in the least because i was I, you said that i'm like oh yeah that does happen how does she get spelled back literally a nameless like a atta- uh, like attendant comes up and is like we found this below deck she must have had an honor and i was like what? <laughs> Why even so, include it? So stupid. But yeah, then they do a big water dance, and this is kind of the worst number in the whole thing. Yeah. I did. This is a rough ending. But also another comparison to Magic Mike. In Magic Mike, the last dance, the finale of that is a water dance like this, where it's like they fill up the, the, the floor like you, with like an inch of water. You could have just said singing in the rain, because where they're kicking puddles up and stuff like that. But if you want to go to but Magic Mike... But it's this, but it's this <laughs> exact thing where it's a contained dance floor that has like an inch of water on it, and it's like they're sliding around, and they're using it in the choreography to like slide around for to partner dance, okay. which is exactly what they do in Magic Mike, the last dance. I thought they weren't going to water dance. Like it's like when they started... I, and I said, oh, screw this. I hate high school. And then I said, no, there we go. And I will say one thing that I want to say that I didn't realize until the the fourth quarter of this movie is that I know that there's a lot of sexual tension between Mal and Evie. And I think partly to blame. I'm not saying it isn't totally written in, but Sophia Carson has a naturally very come hither hand grab like when she goes to talk to Mal and is always like come let's talk. It's very Well, she's always had mannerisms like that. Her mannerisms are like Oh, come, come, let's Well, because I think, like, well, we talked about something. I think it's her evil queen Yeah, we, we, yeah we talked about that in the first one. But it's, it's a little bit be... sexier than a friend huddle ever needs to be. Well, 100%. But, I'm, and, but and they still do that, even though, like. And, like that she always is always coming up to Mal and doing, like, a come hither, grab, and drag. Like, she's like, come yes, with me. Like, and to it's make like, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah. Also, in this water dance, Cameron Boyce is hollanding. He <laughs> is hum- hollanding in the fucking lip sync battle. He is smacking the water. He does a full death drop at one point into a fucking jump split. It is some of the craziest shit I've ever seen in my goddamn Kenny life. Kenny O is in his bag with this one, baby. And then I love the best part of this dance. Like, this song is the worst song in the thing, it's but the rough. dance at the end where they all get little solos that they get to go in the center for. Boyce absolutely fucking kills it. Mal and Ben do the basically the dirty dancing lift. They which do, they so do. Yeah, it's, it's not, not the dirty dancing lift. I was 
freaking look at my eyes right now. I'm yeah. crazed. I, my eyes are going green. And then, <laughs> wow. And then the Jay and Lonnie, it's so fucking good. Yeah, oh the non-romantic pair of Jay and Lonnie get to dance. But uh, also I was like, fucking bring the people from the island to the finale. Like, I want a finale. Emma, we all know you want, Emma, we, 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 wanted, we, we wanted to and see Harry. To you wanted to see Harry do the water dance. Yeah. That's all you wanted. I'm human. Let's <laughs> be honest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's two post-credit scenes because apparently this is a Marvel movie now um, where the attendants go and get Dizzy from the hair salon and invite her to come to Oridon and she screams and is like, yeah! I just pictured the Michelle Obama bring back our girls, like bring back our aisle girls. <laughs> <laughs> Such a specific reference. Um, and then it's just Uma in her octopus form being like, oh, did you- You thought th this was over? It's not over because we've got green lighted for a whole trilogy. <laughs> and then at the end- Mal and Evie sing Kiss the Girl over the credits. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Movie over. Movie over. Movie forever. Yeah, this is a solid... Movie fucking rules. This is a solid sequel. I, I, I really appreciate it doesn't fall into a lot of traps. Sequels, especially Disney Channel original movie sequels, can fall into. In a lot of ways, it just heightens everything that worked in the first one and proves what doesn't. Um, there are still a few things that are just weird about it as a movie. Like I said, the pacing is so weird. The peak climax and then to the second worst climax really does make you feel like it is a drag. It is way too freaking long. It's way... You, you could have cut this down to an hour and a half easy. There, there's 25 minutes of fat on this baby, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think if you enjoyed the first one, which I think I especially ragged on the first one a good amount. I did like the first one for what it was... For like the fun it was trying to have. And I think this one maybe could have tried to have a little bit more fun, but I think it was I trying... I think this movie's... Was, but I think it was trying to tell a more... A, a, a more... Uh, complex story so i don't think it would have worked so i'm this fine with what not got. having fun it's having sex that's what it's doing <laughs> uh you were saying all the teenagers in this movie were having sex i'm just saying it felt a little bit more risque and level it did that that's what i'm sense. saying we'll say this not having sex this one feels a little more adult compared yeah. to the first one I however say, you define the word adult in do that context what you want to do with that definition but yeah. i would say it felt a little older so have but this was your first time seeing it so how, how did it hit you fucking loved it <laughs> i was grinning from ear to ear i do think my only knock is that it's too long i would I, you guys needed to trim some fat on there i feel like you say that about like 90 percent of disney channel original movies i now. want to get in and get out <laughs> and i two notes actually too long and we need to put the pirates back on the ship at the end I don't like that we don't have a full circle moment with Harry. How, how many? We stand out. How you many? have to say, you have to admit, he is the breakthrough star of that movie. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about Gil any other time. I don't time. care. There's literally not like nothing to talk about. He makes like a decent joke at one point, but most of the time there's nothing to talk about. Of the new characters, he absolutely is the standout. But he's absolutely insanely good. I would argue that he he outshines Uma in Does some he ways. come back to the third one? I hope so. I don't know. That I haven't seen. So I, that's the only one of these I haven't seen. Apparently, freaking Audrey comes back, which is the wild curveball you just threw me. Yeah, I mean, Marvel style, I would watch like six spinoffs about him. I would watch, and I think he should have a whole series. <laughs> yeah, where's his Disney Plus series? Um, what would you rate the film? Honestly, 8.5 out of 10. Mm, I'm going to give it a comfortable 7. Uh, you know what? I will crank it up to a 7.5, but it's way too freaking long, and there is still some dumb shit that happens in it. The talking dog did take it I down. I don't remember what I rated the original Descendants, but like, I think the I think we, I think we gave the original so Descendants like around a 6 or a 7, so I want to give, I'll, I'll give it, it's as good, maybe a little bit better than the original, but not like... 
shockingly better. Well, I think that's all we have to say about Descendants 2. We can do a whole podcast just talking about Harry Hook, but we will move on. Emma, what are we watching Please next Please tune month? into my podcast about <laughs> Harry Hook. So uh, we're next month. We're going to watch the, I think, I'm assuming, wrestling movie, Going to the Mat. Oh, Going to the Mat? Okay. Uh, it's an Andrew Lawrence joint. It is. It's it a, is an Andrew Lawrence, Lawrence joint. I've, I've never seen that. And also Wayne Brady is in it. Wayne Brady is in it? Yes, I love is. Wayne Brady. Me too. Hell yes. Okay. So I'm excited. This I don't know anything about wrestling or this movie because I've never seen it, but I'm here to go to the mat. I'm down to Let's go to the mat. Let's go to the mat. Sounds great. Emma, where can people find you on the internet? I am at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at Wildfire underscore King on Twitter. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Lewis Tyler. Thank you so much to everybody supporting me there. You can find us on Twitter at D Comedy Podcast. Give us a follow there. Become a loyal D comrade. Like when the new episodes are going up. We really appreciate it. But the thing we appreciate most is when you go on the old iTunes or Google Play or whatever podcatcher you use that has a rating system. If you could give us a little rating or review, really, really helps us out and we deeply appreciate it. You should also go and check out all the amazing shows on AudioEntropy.com because I'm sure there's going to be one of them that you love and will also want to give a nice rate and review and it'll be very nice of you to do so. But I think that's everything we always talk about at the end of the show. So I don't think there's much else to say. But Okay, we're gonna just shout. Okay, all right, decoms forever. She's gonna keep going. Still running errands for Uma, or do you actually get to keep what you steal? Well, well, well. What a nice surprise. Hi, Harry. Just wait until Uma gives you back. She's never gonna give you back your old territory. Oh. Well, that's okay, because I will be taking it. I can hurt you. Not without her permission, I bet. More sweeping.